The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Locked into the latest edition of the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, presented by RotoFanatic.com. Head on over there right now and check out Paul Mamino's GPS report on Robbie Ray. Does he suck? Has he made changes that will stabilize his career going forward for the better? Find out at RotoFanatic.com. If Paul Mamino doesn't know, nobody does. It's episode 100! Join your host, Christopher Deary and Michael Govier, as they welcome in today's special guest. He's the host of The Operating Room, and you can find him on Twitter at Rotosurgeon. Let's give it up for somebody who's a West Coast elite, but stays humble and hungry. He's a Dodgers fan, but we won't hold it against him. Let's give it up for Kev Bossarajan. Kevin the fellas will play Name That Runner-Up Fab, the game show that is sweeping the nation. They'll go to the value zone to find trade targets who are sucking right now, but can help you get out of the cellar. And of course, Adolis Garcia. Is he legit? Is he dynasty worthy? Long-term keeper viability? Adolis Garcia? Holy shit, is this real? Find out on today's show. It's our 100th edition, and it's gonna be the dooziest of all doozies. I guarantee it. Take it away, boys! Sorry, we're late, everybody. That is definitely my bad. My name is Michael Govier, G-O-V's Victor, I-E-R, M-J Govier on Twitter. I'm going to be here with my co-host, Christopher Deary, C. Deary1999, and our special guest, which we'll get to in just a moment. That is dearly beloved, not deer hoofed animal that'll crush your car at a high rate of speed. It could be a real bummer. Cinema 9 podcast ran a little bit over, so I apologize for that. But when you're talking stir of echoes, you know, shit's going to happen. It's just how it goes. At any rate, follow us, Palazzo Podcasts. Two L's, two Z's, Utah. one podcast at ProtonMail.com. And 
today's guest is somebody who loves talking fantasy baseball. He is the host of his very own podcast called The Operating Room, where he is going to put everything back together and even give you a whole new Frankenstein of a team that's going to allow you to win big money in all your fantasy baseball leagues. He is a man who's probably got one of the better voices in the game, and he's on the come. He's part of fantasy baseball in a really unique voice. You really do. Kev Masirjian. Masir, man. I'm not fucking shit. Masir Rajan. I worked on it all day yesterday. That was it. I'm sorry, man. That was not it, but I appreciate the effort. <laughs> Michael, I, I, you've been trying for days now, and you I just haven't gotten it. It sounded great uh, in your little preview vid yesterday, Mike. I think you I had mean, it on He had a really good attempt. He had a really good attempt. <laughs> he sent it to me, and I was like, you know, this works. And then, like, I think I saw one today, and then this I mean, it, it, it's just it been goes. fluctuating. Okay, it, it's literally – let me break it down. It's like moss. Like, moss grows on, like, a, a tree or a, a – Oh, that's algae on a pond, but moss on a tree, air, like there's air around us, edge, like you have the edge of something, and then yawn, like, oh, so moss, air, edge, yawn, moss or edge, yawn. He's been saying this his whole life to everybody. Yawn. (laughs) Moss, air, edge, air, edge, yawn. Moss, edge, air, air. Yawn. No, no. Moss, <laughs> moss, air, edge, yawn. It's four syllables. Moss, Ugh. air, edge, yawn. Moss, mm-hmm. air, edge, yawn. No, moss, put it all air, together. Edge, yawn. Moss, yeah, it, air, edge, yawn. Moss, air, that, edge, yawn. <laughs> well, what's that Fight Club uh, thing like? His name is Robert. Uh, his name is Robert Paulson. Robert Paulson. That's what it sounds like right now. His name is Moss, air, edge, yawn. So uh, that's the big vibe I'm getting right now. Yeah, you know what? I'm only human, and I like to consider myself as a decent broadcaster. But hey, you know what? No, we all make <laughs> mistakes. So, but I want you to know, I it is it's one of the toughest ones. I think you should actually take credit, and you should be proud of that because I used to be a high school teacher, okay, and I would dive into names I'd never seen before, and I was worked in all kinds of places, you know, not just boring ass white names like Smith and Jones. I was everywhere, and I gotta tell you. This has been one of the most challenging last names I've ever been a part of. So I think you should take a bow and say, hey, I stumped Michael Govier. Well done, sir. You got me. You dominated me. I, I, looked, I take pride in doing this well, and I fucked it up, and I feel bad about it. But you got me, and I want you to well, be – I think you should take pride in that. I do. The fact that I <laughs> failed. That's how I see it. So. It's like that skit from Key and Peele where uh, the teacher just butchers everyone's name, but he does it correctly, and they're the <laughs> ones with the funky name. So that's what it feels like. My name's just funky. Like, it's not your fault. Oh, it's totally my fault, but that's okay. You know, <laughs> what did, what did you have? I should have done. We should have done like a little. Huh? We should have done like a I, FaceTime session. You did, didn't you? <laughs> no, I mean, we could have done that for a half hour. You're right. But let's talk fantasy baseball. Let's have some fun today. Let's get into it. I mean, what's on your mind today? How are you feeling? What is something that people should know about you that has nothing to do with fantasy baseball before we talk fantasy baseball? Um, okay, well, nice to meet everybody who's listening who hasn't actually like listened to me before. This is my voice. It's not that great. It's not like uh, Michael hyped it up to be. But uh, something about myself, non-fantasy baseball. I guess like let's do my name again. My first name and my middle name are the same exact thing. So uh, my my first name's Kavork. That's what Kev. So Kev is short for Kavork. Kavork translates to George in Armenian. And so my my full name's technically George George, if you translate it to from Armenian to English, technically. So 
my parents just completely were like, let's throw this kid's life off from the jump. And they, I, it's, they named me to honor my grandfather and he's from the middle East, but they called him George in the, like over there. And they named me Kavork in America. Like none of it made sense. So I, I've just been thrown for a loop my entire life. Like I have no sense of self. I mean, I've, I'm finally figuring out my, like who I am and I'm comfortable with that. I like being Kev. I like being Kavork, but like, I tried to be George at once. It didn't work. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just a very confused individual, but I know a lot about fantasy sports. I like to say that, but when it comes down to like who I am, that's where it gets difficult. <laughs> Chris, uh, you know, so you're Armenian. Fully, yes. Chris is uh, your good friend growing up. He was Armenian, right? Oh, deal. Derek Ornikian. Yeah, his, yeah. Uh, his, wow. his dad is Armenian. Uh, Smoking O is what we call him. I remember him. I met him once, <laughs> only once at the softball game one night. That guy was in, that guy was classic. What are the, yeah, one of the greatest, greatest people I've ever met in my life. But uh, yeah, 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 they're, they're Armenian. That's Great fair. baseball hey, player too, by the way. We're all around. Hey, speaking of Armenians, James Caprielian, uh, we have an ace pitching for the Oakland A's. We'll go oh, get into okay. that later, but <laughs> if we want it. Represent. If we want to talk about Armenians, that's the man. Wow. No shit. That's fantastic. See, we're already learning something on the show here. It's the Plavo Podcast. We're live with our guy from the operating room, Kev Moss Edge Air Yan. No, no, no. Nope. Air no, before Moss Edge. Air, air <laughs> Moss. before Yep, exactly. Deer See, got it. Yeah. I'm succumbing to the pressures of being live. I've failed. See, you grew up with an Armenian friend, though. You have the advantage. I think that's a good thing. So I have not had a lot of exposure to Armenian culture, and I feel like uh, I need to do a lot of homework. But let's do some homework on fantasy baseball first tonight, because in the end, we're all here for one reason. We come together because baseball brings people together, and that's why we have you on the show, and that's why we've met so many wonderful people, like I was talking about earlier in the video before tonight's podcast. There's so many people I haven't had a chance to even talk to recently because you meet so many cool people through this experience. And I'm really grateful for that. And I'm glad that we get to do this every week. So this is just another example of that. But yeah, you work, you're part of Rotoballer Network, right? In the operating room. Rotosurgeon is your handle at Rotosurgeon. Please follow him on Twitter because it's a great, it's a great fucking name. I, I'm actually jealous of it. Our, we're, our names are boring. It's just our names. But you came up with a sweet, like, roto handle and i thought they were all taken but they're never taken no okay actually uh, the only reason it's roto surgeon is because i used to anglicize my uh, last name to my surgeon so literally when we first talked you told me that story and that's what got yeah. locked into my brain last night when i did the video see because I, rem mm. I remember shit we did discuss that yeah. so that's interesting. Absolutely. But yeah, that's that's the only reason it's rotosurgeon. Like there's no I'm not a doctor. I like to mention that a lot on my podcast when I talk about injuries, but yeah, no. <laughs> it, it it's a whatever name. Like I was considering changing it, but I, I guess it's stuck to this point. Yeah, see, you're gonna make some comment about some injury, and someone's gonna be like, I heard it from the doctor, I heard it from the rojo roto surgeon. Be like, no, the rojo surgeon. The rojo mojo. But yeah, no. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm cool with it. It, it is what it is. People call me. I mean, I don't want it to become like a uh, like a people like a riff on me because I have I'm a dog. Like, I don't know where I get shit talking about injuries. But that's the only thing that kind of could be a negative on this. Nah, I don't sweat that. Let's focus on the positives. OK, good friend of mine at rotofanatic.com, Mr. Doctor Mike Carter. He writes closing remarks every Sunday and we call him Mr. Doctor, but he's not even <laughs> close to being a doctor. So he's like a and everybody loves him. Yeah. <laughs> He, at, at best, he's but he's not a he doesn't have a doctorate. <laughs> he's best. not a doctor. 
So he's yeah. a great guy, just like you are, as far as we can tell. So let's let it roll. Let's have some fun with it. I have no beef with that. But I do want to share from rotafanatic.com, since we are part of the Rotafanatic podcast network, that we got a great article out called The 2021 Ball, and it's written by Crosby Spencer. It's fantastic. I really, really want to encourage you guys to read it. I'm going to drop it in the live stream comments here, too, so you guys can click on the link. I make it very easy for you all. Crosby put a ton of work into this. It's data over the last three years and about the first two months of the season that he uses his own mad scientist formulas and algorithms make it all come together and give you guys probably the clearest data we have so far about what the ball is doing and are we living in a situation where pitching is we know pitching is dominating but is the ball traveling less or home runs down we know they're down slightly but why are they down and if so will this continue is offense picking up it's all in this article rotofanatic.com the 2021 ball i want you guys to check that out it's good stuff and then on that note check out the turn two podcast my guy rotofanatic.com matt williams Carme Arano and Paul Mamino did a podcast this week talking about people to pick up that are going to save your season going into the Memorial Day weekend, which apparently, uh, Kev, do you play in any second chance leagues? Because there's second chance leagues that are popping up on NFBC this weekend, apparently. I'm not I'm not doing those. I, I feel like I got my hands full as it is, but are you interested in that? Uh, not really right now. Like, I have my hands full with leagues I've been in since the preseason so honestly that's just not of any interest to me and it feels like you know you lose that edge i guess it's like if you could buy into bounce backs that's chill but for me it's like if i couldn't call it from the preseason on i'm not going to make up for it in the middle of the year hey maybe if i get that itch later down the line in a few years i might do it but it's just not for me right now deary I know that you've had some disappointments <laughs> especially in our own plaza invitational much like myself but. i'm so disappointed in 90% of my leagues. It's just injury fest. It's guys not producing head to head leagues. I just run into a, a buzzsaw with whoever I'm playing, but I'm probably not interested in any second chance leagues. Uh, you know, like what Kev said, this is what I drafted. This is what I have to live with. And now it's just about making moves to improve my team. So obviously in the Plaza pot, it's over. I mean, it, this was a draft and hold. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm in 14th that I, I don't see myself moving up. I think it'll be a win if I ended up like 10th, uh, but I'm still having fun. So that's all that matters. Yeah, the drafting holds, they kind of sticky with what you got. And if it's not good, it's not going to get much better unless there's some injuries you had. But beyond that, you can't add to your roster in drafting holds. Jasper Springer is with us. What's up, Jasper? Good to see you again. Jasper has been a regular on the show. He's always here with us. He's from Indiana. Shout out. We're live with Roto Surgeon here. Kev talking about fantasy baseball. And we're going to get into that situation right now. But first, we got to play the Belvedere music and we got to say thank you to all the people that have contributed to our show. I was on Pop Goes Your World. It's a great podcast with Chris McBride and Derek. He's a great guy. So please check it out. Pop Goes Your World. Chris McBride used to be the king of fantasy baseball and podcasting a few years ago, but he's kind of focusing on pop culture now. So check out Pop Goes Your World. And as far as trophy ideas for the Palazzo Podcast Invitational. Um, Anything? Anything? We just got the one right now. Well, we got the two. Two have been offered. Oh, uh, okay. One of them is a little more uh, vulgar. I think Russell wants to do a large golden beaver, which is a reference to the movie that this podcast is named after. The Hey, It's a Rico Palazzo podcast is named after the Naked Gun movie. And that is a line from that movie. So we'll consider the large golden beaver. But someone also said we should do an NFT. So somebody would have exclusive access to an NFT, which are non-fungible tokens, for those of you that are not aware of what those are. And uh, I don't know what it would be exactly, but 
I don't know. It's an interesting idea. Kev, are you anything about NFTs? Uh, yeah, I'm big into Top Shot, so uh, I'm buying into that market. But for the most part, it feels oversaturated. So I feel like any other NFT outside of Top Shot, and uh, that's basically it. It's that maybe some league sponsored for the NFL, MLB, but uh, NBA. With how worldwide it is, there's a massive market. Whereas, like, let's say with NFL, if like Patrick Mahomes NFT one of one or whatever, like nobody outside of America cares about football or Patrick Mahomes. So you have to look at where the markets are. And with NFTs, I think it's a fantastic idea. I think it is the future, but there is no, you can't do anything with them besides have them <laughs> kind of like with, with, with NBA Top Shot, at least you could do, you could collect and get more moments with their challenges. But other than that, for the most part, it feels kind of scammy when other people do it. But if you do it for free, it's fine, I guess. It's so weird. It's like the weirdest idea I've ever th- heard of, but I wish I came up with the idea because it's killing it. I mean, there, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of unique things. The Kings of Leon, their album was an NFT. You could buy it exclusively and have exclusive access to it. So I, there's Didn't a lot Wu-Tang? of Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang yeah, did that yes, with their sir. album. And uh, what was, uh, who bought, uh, Screlly, Screlly bought it, right? And then oh, he got shit. sued and he lost it. Something happened with him. Like, or no, 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 he, he went to jail. Yeah, he went to jail. <laughs> Forgot about that shit. That was like one of the earliest incarnations even. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. wild. Shit. That guy was yeah, a douchebag. What a douchebag. Sucks. <sighs> but yeah, no. Uh, I, I mean, like, I, what would you? How would you guys NFT it though? Like, what, what would a whole episode <laughs> or what would it be? I don't even know. Where's your head at with this? Well, there are people. There's that one guy. I don't know what the hell his name is, but he's on YouTube and he sold a collection of NFTs for like thirty-five million dollars, and somebody bought it, dude. And all they are are just quick videos that he makes. They're also they're digitally created, or uh, he says things, and they're, they're like all these things he said about Trump over the last four years, and they're just quick little videos. But you have exclusive access to them; you own them. So so weird. So weird. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all just like that's ridiculous. Yeah, we're no, all throwing our it, heads up in the air. Yes, this is the future. There's going to be some stuff that we can't wrap our minds around, but I feel like. Again, it's oversaturated. Everything kind of came in at once, and it, the world is not ready for all of that. And it's it was so unnecessary. So NFTs, there are good, there are good ones, but they're few and far between relative to all the bad. So, <laughs> well, either way, we'll see what we come up with. We can still just do a big ass trophy, which I'm fine with doing. And whoever wins our Palazzo Podcast Invitational, which has 60 different members, you're gonna get that trophy, whatever it is. Uh, Real quickly, I want to say thanks to our new followers on Twitter. We really appreciate you guys connecting with us. It's not bullshit, so I'm going to say your name so you know it's true. Daniel Iozo, welcome in. Or Iozo. I-O-Z-Z-O. Iozo, welcome to the party. At RunTMC P361. RunTMC. Classic. That's Golden State Warriors old school version, right, Deary? Oh, yeah. It's classic. Love it. We got Hardaway, Mitch Richmond. And Mullins. Mullins. Yeah, that was the big three back then. Run TMC. Although they never did shit, and the real Golden State Warriors are the ones now that have three titles. And thank you, Frank Gorham Jr. at Golican. Frank Gorham Jr. What a sweet name. I like that name. Big Heads Media. Thank you very much. Access Twins, uh, which is Brandon Warren, working with his SNMLB contributorship. Check that out. Access Twins if you want elite Twins information. And. Eric Holmgren, not Mike Holmgren. Eric Holmgren, G-R-E-M, following us. Eric Stegen, S-T-E-G-E-N. Alex Zander, Alex Zander, Z-A-N-D-E-R. And Len Rowentree at Becco Nuts on Twitter. Thanks so much, everybody. That's why we do the show. It's growing. We're meeting new people. We're talking fantasy baseball. 
So I think we, you got all those names right. You did. You did great. Now you just got to work you, on Kev's. Yeah. Uh, Give me one more time. <laughs> one more time. Give it to me. On the spot. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> say, say it fast. <laughs> Hang on. Moss Edgier John. <laughs> Moss Edgy Airy. Moss no. Ergian. Like sound it well, out. Now I'm try- honestly, now I'm try- you're not even looking to- at it. Moss. You know what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm doing the frenetic thing you gave me. Yeah, the Moss Air Edge Yawn. Yeah, exactly. Just say that fast. <laughs> it's hard. Moss Air It's like a tongue twister at this point. It is. It's crazy. It's got me like it's making my gut nervous. It's weird. See how like that's why I shortened it. Yeah, that's why I shortened it to my surgeon. It was just so much easier for everyone. My surgeon, that's it. I'm not going out like that, though. I got to tell you. Uh, We got this guy from Alaska. Chad Samples from Alaska. Did you know that, Kev? Welcome. I know know about Anchorage, I guess. So, (laughs) Have you been there? No. I have not been there either. Jasper's kicking back after a long day, relaxing two L's, two Z's with me, Chris Deary, and Kev Moss. Air. Air Edgeon. Yeah. Hey, you did it. Hit a buzzer for yourself. You're a winner now. <laughs> Damn! It's possible. How about that? Or how about this one? When I first moved here, I blew Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> what? Jesus what is this one? Oh, Where's that's that? from... Uh, you guys, see if you can, This is an actor. Who's, who is this? When I first moved here, I blew Mr. Belvedere. That's tough. That's a tough one. Uh, when I, that's American. from Funny People. 2009 movie starring oh. Adam Sandler. Wait. Yeah. This is. Oh, so that's uh, Seth, that Seth Rogen? Rogen. That's correct. When I first okay, moved here, yeah, I blew Mr. Belvedere. When he's talking yeah, to Aubrey okay, Plaza, yeah, because yeah. yeah, she yeah. talks about she had the sex with the guy from Yo Teach, and she was feeling. Yo Teach. Yo Teach is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> everyone, everyone should check out Yo Teach. Yes. I, I wish there was a whole like. I think there's some extras on the DVD about Yo Teach where they have, oh my, have like an episode and shit. It's oh hilarious. Used, it's so funny. I used to watch funny people all the time on like yeah. movie channels when I was a teenager. Because I thought, honestly, I, it was rated R. I was like 14, 15 at the time when it came out. And I was like, there's got to be boobs in this. And I just never saw <laughs> boobs. But like, I, I don't know why. It was a, It's such a long movie. So I always came in at like halfway through. And I was like, okay, at, at some point in a rated R movie, it's coming in. There are boobs in that movie. I can confirm that, by oh, the way. So. Okay, well, there, there has to be though. That's always the standard, like past like two thousand. If there's boobs, it's rated R. Yeah, when they come back from the if there's uh, dicks, it's rated R. The MySpace <laughs> event and those two girls oh, come back. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. He, she's like, do the merman voice. Do the mer-. <laughs> one of them. She's he yeah. has sex with two yeah. women because Seth Rogen's very shy and he's a superstar. So hey, I guess that's what happens. You live in L.A. You ever met a superstar? Me? Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, I I ran into D'Angelo Russell at Mastros when we were going for like some go. birthday, but that was like I, I didn't really say hi to him. My buddy went up to him and kind of gave him a bad dap, but uh, that was about it. <laughs> oh oh! I ran into Larry King. Larry King. Yes! Oh shit! There you go. That's yeah. I forgot about that. He was outside. Yeah yeah. yeah. Okay. So, like outside huffing a heater or something. Yeah, he was just chilling. TMZ was all around him, and then I was just oh, like, yeah. "Hey, Larry King," and that's about it. Like I didn't do much about that. That is amazing. Larry King, yeah. rest in power, That's my friend. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into the good okay. stuff here. Let's get into what we call leading off. All right, today's leading off segment, we do what we always do. 
we bring you the catch of the day and somebody who's probably kicking ass on the baseball diamond. Good. Our first catch of the day. Today, in my opinion, I wrote this yesterday because we were supposed to do the show yesterday, but we had internet disaster. Shit happens. But we're here now. So we're looking towards the present and the future. Adolis Garcia, as of yesterday, had 16 home runs. Did he hit another one today? It's very possible. Who the hell knows? Probably not. I but, don't think so. I've been on the record. Deary's been on the record. Kev, you got to get on the record. Adolis Garcia, are you buying into this? Or is it going to end soon? Or is this a season-long party? Okay. Uh, it, he's real in that he's a fantasy baseball asset going forward. I mean... If you didn't get the 16 home runs, you know, you're I don't want to say you're shit out of luck, but you missed out on the best part, but you're still going to get some good production. Uh what this feels like a better Aristides Aquino from like a few years ago where, you know, he he's on a heater, but that high strikeout rate and that low walk rate are going to come bite him in the ass. He's not going to maintain an ISO above 300. The BABIP's pretty normal, but like it, it's that power. He's getting really lucky with that power right now. But but that speed is real. He's going to keep stealing bases. And I feel like his production can be negated with maybe, okay, he's going to lower his average. He's not going to be like a 280 hitter. He's not going to be on this crazy 50 home run pace or whatever he's on. But you're going to get some power. You're going to get some speed. And then the rest of the production comes in the form of the Rangers not being that bad. So he's real. He's not a sell for the sake of selling. He's not going to burn out. But yeah, no, he's not what this is. Wow. Well, you may run like maze, but you hit like shit. Hey, I think you can do both right now. What do you know, Lou Brown? Uh, Deary, anything changed on your th- opinions with Odalis Garcia? No, I mean, Kev, Kev hit the nail on the head. Obviously, I stated a couple episodes ago that average will probably drop down closer to 250. He's going to strike out probably 175 times, but he's going to hit 40 home runs unless he gets injured. And I think the big key to that is the steals. He's got five of them right now. If he can give you 15 to 20, that's really, really good. What I want to know, does this guy have a nickname yet? This guy needs a nickname. Uh, Nothing yet. Let me, let me, let me think about it. And I'll, I'll get something. I thought you had, I thought you'd have something lined up with like bicep, you know, beefy biceps. (laughs) Thunder Uh, God. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Those biceps are insane. Honestly, like if you look at his minor league career, you don't see this coming. Like, obviously, you see the power, you see some speed, but he's never like, obviously, he's never maintained numbers like this. But yeah, it's pretty shocking. Just like basically first stint in the MLB or uh, technically he's had 24 games before this, but this is insane. And it's another case of whatever Rose Reyna was on post Seattle. It, It. I can't describe it honestly. There's some weird anti Cardinals black magic going on where players <laughs> leave them and they're good now. So, you know, I didn't see this coming whatsoever. I'm not, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm sure 99% of. <gasps> Wait. Uh, hey. Where is it? Oh, there we go. Yeah, no. Shocking news. Well, it's funny, you know, we talked early in the season, you know, who are those guys like post 350 ADP that could be top 50 players? I don't think he was ever mentioned at all before the season started. And then a couple of weeks in, they're like, oh, this old Dulles Garcia guy's hitting home runs and he's been scooped up. He's like 90% owned in Yahoo leagues, which still always like amazes me, like in Yahoo leagues. Like, how is in 10% of leagues he's not owned? Do people just draft leagues and then not do anything afterwards? It doesn't make sense. That's it. That's what, or, or it's like really shallow leagues, or it's, it yeah. has to be like dead leagues because. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've been in a league like when I was younger where it just it it died through three or four weeks in. So yeah. it's unfortunate, but that's you know, you gotta take that into ownership. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a couple of things. You tell me uh, rest of season. Would you rather have Adolis Garcia or Mark Canna? Oh, uh, that's the OBP league. Mark Canna for sure. Uh, in a Roto league, honestly, I'd probably still take Canna because he's leading off in a better lineup, I want to say. Or uh, the Azer. Yeah, these are fine, but he's leading off. So you're going to get those runs for sure. The average I'm sure will stick between 250 and 260. Adoles can bottom out at any point. Like that's the, you know, uh, I mean, kind of steals bases too. So it's not like he doesn't give you five categories. I'm not on like four categories. That average isn't really helping you, but hmm. yeah, I'd probably take Kana, but it's close. It's very close. Yeah, I love Kana a lot. I think especially in OBP all day. My home leagues are OBP, and I drafted him a lot higher because of it because his value goes way up. So that's that's a no-brainer there. And I don't expect uh, Adelis Garcia's average to stay up. That's not realistic in my opinion. But you know, like you said, Kev, let it rain while it can. And mm-hmm. that means that's a good thing. We're talking like you know going to the club and letting it rain. Not you know being on a baseball diamond where it would rain, it would be negative because you wouldn't be able to play baseball. But at a certain point... The tarp's going to come off the field, and Adolis Garcia is going to stink. Uh, what about Jared Kelnick? Would you rather have Jared Kelnick rest of the season? Now, that's where it gets tough, because isn't what Adolis Garcia is doing what you want from Jared Kelnick? And then, I mean, it's tough. Okay, the Mariners are in a weird position where they're not good. Obviously, they're not good. Uh, they're bringing up some of their young guys. They brought up Logan Gilbert. They brought up uh, Kalanick. Uh, they still have a bunch of guys in the minors who can really help them in the future. Noel Marte, Julio Rodriguez, uh, George Kirby. They have a lot of really like high-end guys. But for this year, if they keep losing, they could sell Seager. They could sell Hanniger. That's ugly. Yeah. That lineup could get really bad. Their home park's already not great for uh, hitting. All, uh, the Texas isn't great either, but they're more neutral than anything. So you already have a bad home park. You have a team that might not be competing. Texas, they have a bunch of guys that they have under control for a long time. They probably aren't really going to sell. Any, they don't have anyone to sell. Calhoun, Gallo. Gallo's like their star player, basically. Uh, Low, Low's like in his second or third year. So I think I'd rather buy into the Texas Rangers offense than the Mariners offense if it's coming down to a young guy. So yeah, I'd rather have Yodolos Garcia than Kalanick. Yeah, well, make, yeah, makes makes sense. Chaz Sample, so you believe in Nate Lowe. What we're seeing is legit, or is he a little over his head? He slowed down a little bit. He did have a home run yesterday, but he's kind of slowed the last two weeks, I believe. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like Lowe's not going to be a 300 hitter anytime soon, but he's definitely a high-end prospect. Like he was, the, the Rays only let him go because they have such a roster crunch around their entire organization. So they have guys who are going to get like relegated to a Rule 5 draft, and it's just, I don't get what they do. They gave away Lowe and Solak and uh, someone else. Uh, oh, Cronenworth. They gave away Cronenworth. Like, <laughs> those three guys have produced as much war as 11, uh, like 11 other position players combined. Uh, not named Arozarena, Zunino, and um, one other guy. I oh, uh, I think Meadows. I want to say, oh no, Arozarena, Zunino, and someone else. I completely forgot. I'm blanking. But nevertheless, like Lowe's real. Like, there's no reason they should have traded him, and like they should be playing. Like they should have kept him over like G-Man Choi and Yandy Diaz. I don't get what they're doing really, and but I guess they made it to the World Series. So what do I know? Lowe is for real. Yeah, and they just got off of like an eleven-game winning streak. So like, I don't know how the Rays do it. Like, we're, we're amazed of all these like great young talent that they get rid of, and then they just restock and do it again. And then the you know they got guys in their team now. They're going to start to ball out, and then they'll probably trade those guys, and they'll still stay competitive. It's a total anomaly what they're able to do because no other organization can do what they do. That is Definitely. so fetch.
Hey, what the Rays do is fetch, and they make it happen. So however they do, they do. But Chaz, yeah, Nate Lowe, he's a rock-solid player. What you're seeing from him is basically what you get. You will not hit 300, like Kev said, but he will provide you enough RBIs and power in the categories there, run scored somewhat. So I don't think you should be cutting bait with him. If you if he continues to struggle, you might want to bench him for a while, but I still expect him to be good. And the steals are real. He can move. His sprint speed is above average. He's, he's a solid sprint speed guy for a guy who plays first base. All right. Now you're hearing on the podcast version, of course. Mark Morrison's fine. There it is. That's right, oh, Mark Morrison. We love Mark Morrison here on the yeah. Hey, Rico Plato Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Rota Fanatic Podcast Network. Don't forget, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. That's how you spell it every time. Return of the Mac. Every time we do this, we talk about players on the mend or who will be getting the call. And, you know, yesterday we would have been one day short, but today we got to see Alec Manoa make his debut for the Jays, and he was damn fine. So, clearly he's good. Because he was already a highly touted prospect. I'm not going to ask you that, Kev. That's boring. That's radio for nobody. But are we looking at a full season impact here? The Jays do have playoff aspirations. They're trying to take that next leap forward. And now Nate Pearson looks to be the guy who's out. They can't count on him. Maybe Alec Manoa is the young stud prospect who steps into the rotation to provide stability. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm in on Manoa. I think he should be owned in like just about every team possible. Like, uh, unless you're again a shallow league where uh, you're dropping Zach Eflin for Manoa. Like, I wouldn't do that. But yeah, Manoa should be rostered today. It, I don't want to say it's an aberration, but it's definitely not representative of what he's gonna be going forward. He's not gonna be like a, a three base runner allowed in six innings with seven Ks every outing. That's not what he's gonna do. Uh, but you know, he, uh, he has great control. He has great stuff. He was a first-round prospect. Uh, he's got a fantastic slider. So his out pitch is great. It, it, he's all uh, forcing fastball slider. And those two pitches are plus-plus. And we're working with a guy who is in an organization that, you know, they're, they're kind of up and coming. Like, we're looking at the Blue Jays. They're winning games. So he can get some wins if he goes five innings. Uh, the Ks are going to be there. Uh, he's going to keep his walks relatively low. He, he was killing it in triple A, too. So... If you look at Manoa, he uh, he killed it in one of the most offensive-friendly environments. I'm all in, but I don't want to take this outing against a Yankees lineup with only two guys above 700 in their OPS as what it's going to be, but I am starting him next week versus the Marlins. Yeah, what do you think, Deary? Uh, the but Yankees have been you know, decimated. Luke Voigt's gone now, and Stanton's still What a out shock. And- what a shock. Yeah, everyone's injured. <laughs> it's just the makeup of all of my fantasy teams. Everybody's injured. Yeah, I mean, with Manoa, the concern is going to be innings. Uh, certainly, he hasn't pitched many innings in the minors. I mean, he pitched a little bit in, in 19, then obviously nothing last year. Uh, and then he had 18 innings you know, in AAA before they brought him up. Guy's six foot six, so he's a monster. He's got a, you know a really really good fastball, and like he said, that plus slider. But he's going to help you out now, so he's going to help you out to get towards that playoff run. The Jays are going to be in it, so maybe they baby him a little bit, and he he doesn't you know pitch a hundred in a hundred pitches every game. He's not going into the sixth seventh inning. Uh, I'm really interested to see what he does next week because it was it was fantastic what he did today. But the guy's got the makeup, so he's going to be helping a lot of teams out. So I would certainly scoop him up. Yeah, I saw him today in his post-interview talking about his family very eloquently, I might add, how important they were to him and how proud and grateful he was. This guy is wide. He looked, I swear, he looked like David Wells to me. Like in terms, there was an upper close shot in terms of his broad shoulders and like this 
It's a big dude. He's a lot bigger than I thought he was beyond his height. This guy has a lot of power behind that he can really rear up and throw some gas. I was a, I just never seen a picture of him before, I guess. It was weird. It's weird when you... I'll be honest. You read numbers. You look at stats. You look at box scores. You read scouting reports. But you, you don't always... I don't always see the guys. You don't, you don't always get to see the minor league video of every player. And I had never seen it before. So it's kind of fun when you see somebody the first time and you have this idea of what they might look like. And then you... It's total opposite. The guy blew me away. I was totally impressed. Like, that guy is a badass. I'm in on that guy. It's like a Luis Patino when, like, you just, if you never looked at how tall he was and how much he weighed, and you're like, oh, wow, this guy throws like 99, 100. He's got like amazing stuff. And then you see him yeah. on the screen, and we're like, wait a minute, this guy's really, really short. How does he gear it up that fast? <laughs> Most impressive, without a doubt. All right, so yes, Manoa, I don't think anybody's going to be negative on him for now. It's all positive returns. But Debbie Garcia is going to start this weekend against our hometown team. Go Tigers. Obviously, there's interest, but uh, do we expect Debbie to stick, Kev, or is this just like a one-off? Because he already came up once and then went right back down. Yeah, I think uh, I'm not really in on Davey Garcia this year. I know there's a lot of hype around him around draft season, but he's still really young. He's 22 years old, and it's just he really hasn't had it. Uh, Manoa's a year younger, so it's not like he's that much old. But, I mean, Manoa's a year older, and so it's not like there's that much of a difference. But some guys, you know, the the minor league numbers aren't that promising. He seems – there's a lot of – I don't want to say a lot of talk, but I've heard a lot of talk about – uh, sometimes about him as a reliever, possibly in the future, maybe like a fire, like a fireballer that comes in in the middle innings. But as of right now, I'm not really interested in Davey Garcia as a starter, maybe like as an inning filler. But yeah, I don't have, I, I'm not too interested. I'm not picking you up, even against the Tigers. Like he's he's had some walk issues this year, and I know it's short. It's like a short sample, but I just, I just don't like what I see. Bottom line, right there, Kev. I like it. This uh, guy's this, this guy's five foot nine. <laughs> Ooh, Garcia's five opposite. foot nine. I mean, Yankees have have. I mean, they got issues. I mean, Kluber just went to the DL. I mean, besides Garrett Cole, you never know what you're going to get from you know Tyon Montgomery's had a couple good starts in a row, and Herman's hit or miss. I'm still waiting for the Yankees to make that trade next month to go out and get a top top line starter to help out this uh, rotation because they're in the race. I mean, this is a four team race now in the AL East, which is really really fascinating. Yeah. That is true. Uh, Luis Patino will be back sooner than uh, maybe people thought. It was a it was a laceration on his finger, but it wasn't that big a deal. So he should be ready to go as soon as he'd come off the IL. He threw a side session on Wednesday. Things are looking up. So get ready to maybe pop him back in your lineups for sure next week on Monday. But if you have the ability, you play in daily leagues this weekend will also be available to you. Uh, Cabrian Hayes, uh, he had a home run this week starting his rehab assignment. It's going to be a little bit of a slower process still, I think, before we see him. Maybe next week he'll be back in the bigs, maybe. I know they want to be very cautious. Uh, you know, Brian Hayes got really hyped big time. Uh, Deary, I'll go to you first. Where do you stand at Brian Hayes? Is this somebody you would try to acquire now if you don't have him or no? Oh, I have him. I'm just waiting for him to get off the IL. I mean, he came back for a short stint, went right back to the IL. So I'm I'm excited for him. Uh, you know, I'm interested to see if last year was just a mirage. I mean, he was absolutely unbelievable. People did not see that power coming, and it was there last year. Uh, you know, in terms of going to scoop him up, I'm not sure. Like it, in a league, I mean, it's a it's 
you know, somewhat of a thin position in a lot of different areas. He can give you, you know, five cats on the up end, but I think it's going to take him a couple weeks. But if you want to buy low on him, you might be able to buy low on him if, if, if people don't think it's going to be real, but also people might be selling a little high. So maybe wait a couple weeks. If he starts off really slow, that might be a good time to scoop him up. I think he's going to be a, a very, very good fantasy asset moving forward. Um, Maybe not the rest of this year, uh, but the guy the guy has the talent to be a superstar down the road. And, you know, hey, the Pirates have other guys that, that, that can do well. I mean, it's a shitty team, but they, they have enough players like fantasy options out there. I mean, you know, guys that you can go and scoop up like, a you know, a Brian Reynolds. He had a home run today. There's a couple other guys out there. So uh, I'm excited to have him come back. The Pirates need him. They, this guy's, you know, the, the superstar of the future for them. So I'm excited to see what he does as he, he gets back into that lineup. Are you insane? Yep. Kev, do you agree with Deary or not? I mean, it all depends on how his wrist is. I don't like that he had a issue when he was trying to come back. And um, if he's on your waiver wire, yeah, he has the upside. There's probably not many guys like Cabrine Hayes available. So, and especially with bats, pitchers usually like they're they're fairly fungible. You can get guys in and out, but. Yeah, I mean, if you have an IL spot open and Cabrian Hayes is out there for some reason, yeah, I'd definitely add him. But like, if you're in a like a ten team league, I I'm not feeling too hot about. It. Again, it's the Pirates too, so their their lineup's not as bad as we thought. With Frazier hitting three three thirty five essentially, <laughs> and uh, Reynolds, as you mentioned, hitting really well too. He's probably a, their best bat. But with Hayes, it's it's like I wouldn't expect too much, but I would pick him up for the upside. Everybody loves upside. Can't get enough of it. All right. Gene Carlos Stanton should be back tomorrow. He'll be playing this weekend again for the New York Yankees against our Detroit Tigers. Go Tigers. Michael Walker's back. Carson Kelly's back. Adalberto Montesi's back, dearie. Finally, he's here. This is the first time that we can actually see him play again. So we'll see how long that lasts. Adalberto Montesi is a guy that brings lots, a lot of speculation, fear, chaos. Uh, I don't know. This is a guy that brings a lot of chatter. Are you a fan, Kev, or is he more of a myth than reality? Uh, I mean, Giancarlo Stanton for the past three years now has been a figment of our imagination. What can you say? Like this, if anytime he gets injured, I'm like, this is the start of the end. So uh, I do want to think that he's fully healthy now. And this was just a minor quad strain, but it's like, oh, it's a minor quad strain. And then he tries to overcompensate and then it's a calf strain. And then he tries to overcompensate for that for when he returns. <laughs> and then it's his wrist. And you're just like, how the hell did like this, like anatomy doesn't work like that, but he's so massive that uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I love John Carlos Stan. I love watching him, but I can't. You know, in fantasy, I can't buy in anymore. Him and Judge, honestly. Judge, too. Like, they're just too big. I think that's the problem. Like, literally, they should, uh, they should do, There's like, been articles written I, about that. They're too big. Yeah, no, that's, it's true. Gambling. It's what my, my wife's a massive Yankee fan. She says it every time. She's like, I, I don't want to draft these guys in fantasy because they're too fucking big and they're going to get injured. Like, it's not built to be able to stop and start and swing as hard as some of these guys do. And that's why they're on the DL all the time. Yeah, I wish my girlfriend would say that about me. <laughs> we are live. Hey, five stars. We're talking live here with Kev the Rotosurgeon. Follow him at Twitter, at Twitter at Rotosurgeon. Both of those things are true. He's the host of the Operating Room. Make sure you guys check out the podcast. Download the podcast. I assume it's available on all standard podcast platforms. Is it not? Yes, it is. It is. That's right. So it's me, Christopher Deary, and Kev Mosedjian talking live about fantasy baseball stuff. Deary, Alberto Mondesi, yes or no? 
No. No, he's gonna he's just gonna re-injure himself. He's gonna hurt his legs again because all he can do is steal. I don't believe in plus 15 power. I do not believe in him batting 260 to 280. Like I don't see that. It's it's steals. That was like the the big silver, silver, silver stick that everybody wanted is like, oh, I need Alberto Mondesi because he's gonna steal all the bases hey, for me. That's I'm why gonna everybody climb out of the, the cellar now in Plaza Invitational. It's, it's why it's why everybody was drafting him in the second or third round. He's just not a second, third round talent. Like, sure, the upside is 60 bases, but that's not going to happen because he like he's already missed a ton of time. So, sure, and maybe a, a, a you know a head to head league he might be able to help you out like you know in a week or so, something like that where he, he might be able to steal four or five bags in a week. But I I just don't trust with him. I just don't think he's going to be able to get on base enough. So it's why I stayed away preseason and I'm staying away again. Fair enough, I can understand that. What about this? Chad Samples jumping in here, Kev. There we go. I have I have too many starting pitchers now, so I have to decide to drop one. The choices are Ooh. Spencer Turnbull, James Caprellian. Or Chris Paddock. Who do you drop, it's, Kev? It's Spencer Turnbull. You dropped Spencer Turnbull. Like he's on oh, a bad team. He's Whoa. I mean, have you seen Paddock recently? Paddock's been really Peter good. He's had like one run or less in each of his five last five starts, I want to say. And that one bad start he had with five earned runs, it was BS. There was an error, and then they uh, they unenforced the I, I forgot what happened with the error, but he no, had he's the been case. good. Turnbull's been really good though recently, man. Did you hear well, that? Who cares? Didn't he throw who do he throw it against? Remind me. Seattle. Seattle? Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. There's been two no-hitters thrown against Seattle. Which, which in care. that game, Seattle's uh, team batting average was below 200, I think, in like the seventh inning. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I don't care about Spencer Turnbull. James Caprielli, I'm former first-round pick. He has upside. Turnbull's a jag. He's fine. Like, he's going to get you a 420 or something ERA with like an okay-ish whip, but the Ks aren't really going to be there that well. Like, I like him in like a season-long 15-team league where you need innings, but he's not someone you want to roster in a home league, really, or outside of streaming. Ridiculous, but I respect your opinion. Uh, I would go, I'd like to keep Turnbull. Paddock's on a roll, though, so my only concern is Caprellian's opportunity to play. Is he going to be starting continuously? And even if he is starting, they seem to spread out the starts on Oakland. So that's my concern right there. I can trust Turnbull and Paddock to go every turn. If you're looking for reliability, I take those two. That's my opinion. Deary? Yeah, it's probably Caprellian out for me right now just because I haven't <gasps> seen enough. I have, I just haven't seen enough. Obviously, Tiger's hey, biased, Deary. We're out of control. <laughs> Go Tigers! <laughs> I mean, obviously, he's a big-time prospect, and he's looked really good through his first couple of starts. But, I mean, I got to see it longer than that. Uh, Turnbull, I mean, what we saw in 2019 was not the real Turnbull. He, he looked a lot better last year, and that no-hitter was not a fluke. I know it was against Seattle, but he looked really, really good. Fastball was still up to 96-97 in the ninth inning. You know, Kev talked about that ERA being around 420 at the end of the season. That's that that's fair. I think it's going to be a touch below that. Now, if you're in a wins league, like he's not gonna he's not gonna give you double digit wins. He's three and two right now. He's probably gonna get maybe seven eight win wins just because the Tigers are not gonna score for you. Um, but good streaming option against teams like the Mariners, mm-hmm. the Pirates, and if the Tigers could play the Tigers, I mean Turnbull will probably have four no hitters. I mean, if if I could pitch against the Tigers, I'd throw a couple no-hitters. But let's be honest. I'm looking at Turnbull's starts this year. Okay, 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 okay. Pirates, Royals, Yankees, Red Sox, Royals, Mariners, Cleveland. He start, He only went three innings versus the Red Sox. Uh, the Yankees, he allowed four runs in five innings. Every other start is his good start. So you're looking at bottom seven, eight offenses that he's pitched against. And he has pitched well. I'm not going to say he hasn't, but... Uh, 
fact of the matter is he's had such easy matchups. We would not be talking about him like this if it were not for this stretch. It's similar to what Zach Plesak did last year where everyone was buying him mm-hmm. as a top 70 pick because he had this incredibly easy stretch with a ton of Tigers matchups and whatnot. So uh, that's what Spencer Turnbull feels like at this moment. Uh, Caprielion, yes, he has not like his peripheral numbers aren't fantastic, but he again, he has the upside. He has better stuff than Turnbull and uh, he pitches in a great home park. Uh, Comerica is actually tough to pitch in. It's like one of the top 10 hitters parks. Or like, I don't even know that I thought, but, but then I realized it's just because the Tigers offense is so bad. Yeah. Yeah. It, just because the That's Tigers fair. offense is so bad. It makes their hitters look, bad. <laughs> I mean, their hitters make themselves look bad. So it's not about the park. And so, also, uh, do you want to pick up Turnbull and then have to watch a fucking Tigers game? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike Curlin checking in. Not sure how I feel about the stash, Kev. Turns me on and off at the same time. Wow. I mean, hey, as long as it gets you on for just that little bit of time, that's all I need. That's true. That's true. Just get them in the door, right? That's what we're doing here. That's good stuff. All right, let's I, talk I, I like it. I, I think it's solid. A nice little yeah. Armenian stash. I think it's sexy <laughs> as fuck, and I never had any doubts about it, but that's my opinion. Jasper is shitting on Turnbull, too. Fuck all you guys, all right? You guys don't know what you're yeah. talking about. No, but it's true. He won't strike out as many guys as you would like. I do agree with that. If you're looking for Ks... Yeah, Caprillion and uh, Mr. Paddock, who has seemed to correct his wrongs. They're probably going to be higher strikeout guys. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Turnbull's a guy that I think is just reliable. I don't think he'll blow yeah. you up too much. I really don't. Especially because the Central Division has just gone to shit. Minnesota sucks. Cleveland's <laughs> offense sucks. Kansas City's up or down, you never know. And the White Sox, are, even though they're good, their offense isn't amazing. Their pitching has been really good. The offense is fine. I, I recently looked it up. They're actually like top team against lefties and then righties. They're top 10 ish. So they're just weird. <laughs> Fuck all you guys. Yeah, no, That's Mike. Mike I don't know what Mike's harassing me. Like, I feel like I'm going to file a complaint. This is he, he's been attacking me. Right? <laughs> what a dick. Yeah, yeah. He, he just gets on so he can pull some good sound bites. I, I love yeah, it. Because he's going all audio soon or not all video or whatever. So. You know, more power yeah. to him. This is this is a new shtick. Mike always has 10,000 ideas. You never know. He's in everything. One week he'll be in a podcast. Next week he's writing. The week after that it's all video. But he has mounted his monitors, so I'm expecting good things. Beautiful. Mike, keep it up. You know we love you. You're a good man. Do it! All right, real quickly, let's talk about Framber Valdez. Everybody's talking about him in the chat here. I picked up Framber. I've been saving Framber. He's going to start tomorrow against Paddock's Padres live. He's ready to go. And it turns out, the early season reporting about him being out for the year was wildly inaccurate. So, Kev, there's no reason but to let him loose, right? Put him in your lineups and just let it flow, or are you going to be hesitant? I mean, okay, tomorrow's Thursday. And, okay, wait, did they play the Padres tomorrow's tomorrow? Or? Remember, we're on Thursday. We should have recorded yesterday, but tomorrow's Oh, it's Friday. Thursday. I completely forgot what Right, see? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Machado should be back tomorrow. The Padres aren't really that good against left-handed pitching, but they've had some weird guys in and out, like Tatis missed, like, 15 20 days or whatever but uh i probably wouldn't start him in his first game back just because a finger issue on his throwing hand is concerning and again there were those faulty reports that he was going to miss the whole season so whatever happened there was something weird i i mean it's not like he has some crazy track record he was really good uh for his shorts or his last year but i'd probably i'd play it safe i just leave him on my bench and see what he does there's nothing wrong with that deary are you all in right now? Or are you going to follow Kev's lead? Uh, no, it's probably the same thing. I mean, I stayed away from him. Uh, I know he was a hot name in the preseason. I kind of stayed away from him. I actually liked Urquidy, uh 
ahead of the season over him. I, what I don't like is he's just a straight fastball curveball guy. He doesn't really throw that change up enough. Fastball's 93 miles per hour. Uh, he throws that curveball 33% of the time. It's going to be really in- interesting to see. I think he might have some problems with some control coming back from that fractured finger, but certainly keep an eye on it because uh, I think he does give some pretty decent value if he can get on a good run here. I've said it before, and I'll say it again, guys. When it comes to any player decision, you got to know. Good. First cut. Nope. Wrong button. <laughs> Let's try this one. Nope, that's the wrong button, too. I ruined it. Uh, it's a you need a producer. Sec- you need someone yeah, else to it, do yeah. this for you. I'm usually... Oh, come on. Oh, here Get we go. Get a Always. There we go. This sums up that segment right there. Thanks, Gilbert. Who doesn't love Gilbert Godfrey? He's the best. Actually, I was going to say, when it comes to any player, this is still very important information for all of you guys. You're going to put him in. You're going to bench him. You're going to wait and see. Go Kev's route. Go Deary's route. Avoid them all together. You always got to know. Always know if the juice is worth the squeeze. It's that simple, guys. Keep it simple. Is the juice worth the squeeze? This is the Hans Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Roto Fanatic Podcast Network. Don't forget two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me two. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com if you want to send us an email. Uh, Deary, we're going to have a cool guest on soon. I don't know if it's going to be next week or the week after, but he works with the St. Louis Cardinals. And their medical department. I'm really excited for this. It's cool. I'm not I'm not going to spoil it yet, but it looks like he's going to be coming on soon. This will be a different kind of episode, but I think it'll be fun. It'll be awesome. Yeah. So Next uh, next could, Wednesday, I'm good. I'm out tomorrow, and I'm out next all next or, weekend. So <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you got a busy life coming up. And you should. You should be living your life. But we could be getting catfish at the same time. Who knows? I mean, who? Oh, no. You ever I been catfish, Kev? At a party where I took her outside and I saw her and I was like, oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> and then uh, I don't know if that's that's not like a catfish. That's Beer not goggles cat- is different. It was like it was dark. It was dark inside. So uh, we, we hooked up and then we went out. I went outside and I was just that's like, great. oh, my God. And then I made. I think I said my friend was at Jack in the Box. So I. I don't know. I looked up a local Jack in the Box and I walked there and I got an Uber or something. It was just ridiculous. Wow. This was, I was in college. This was a few years back. So, uh, you know, my, hopefully my girlfriend doesn't hear this. But yeah, no, it's been a while. Yeah, there was, there's, a no, truth, though. there's no Uber when we were in college. A, oh, that's no, unfortunate. God, no. a total free for all. They're calling a taxi. Who knows? Who knows what you're getting into? Yeah, no, I hey. don't even know what a taxi is. One time we left a party at Michigan State uh, in 2001 and it was 45 minutes to where I lived and we hitchhiked on. <laughs> Grand River, right there on Michigan State's yep. campus, like 3.30 in the morning. Me and my friend Dave, we jumped in some guy's truck, and he drove us all the way home. He said he was a narcoleptic, and he could pass out at any second. <laughs> really bizarre stuff, but uh, you, we survived. You, yeah. you could do that in the early 2000s. <laughs> it was still weird. Yeah, you could do that. It was still not recommended. But all I know is that everybody needs some good loving. There's no doubt about it. Uh, if Woody had gone straight to the police, this never would have happened. <laughs> what does that mean? Am What's I missing that reference? something? I don't know. Do you know this know. reference, Kev? I think you're muted. I think you muted yourself. Or, oh, uh, oh sorry. Yeah, to- Toy Story is my best guess. Yeah, that's all I got, too. Or Woody Harrelson Woody, in some movie. Yeah, I don't know. The only uh, I fill know. us in, Brian. Come on. You're like our, you're like our yeah, number I'm... one listener. Uh, Sox stranded 13 yesterday. Mercedes had bases loaded three times. Oh Nothing. <laughs> It'll Woody, happen. It'll happen. It's me when I play MLB The Show. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know what's going on. Let's get this back on track. It's time now. Yeah. Plaza Podcast, ProtonMail.com. Plaza Podcast, part of the Roto Fanatic Podcast Network. Go to RotoFanatic.com. Check out that article by Paul Mamino. It's all about everyone's favorite pitcher in the world. Anybody guess? Trevor Bauer. Sonny Gray. (laughs) 
No, it's about Ro- oh, close. Uh, it rhymes with Gray. It's Robbie Ray. Check out the oh. GPS report about Robbie Ray. GPS report. Paul does it every Thursday on RotaFanatic.com. All right, it's time to throw baseball at the mix. It's time for Kev. Boss Edgeyon to go inside. You're getting better. <laughs> I, I got the I got the words right. The Moss Edge Edgeyon, right? Moss Edgeyon. Yeah, close enough. But yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's that pause with Moss Edge Edgeyon. There, there's there's a pause right there. But Moss it. Air 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 Edgeyon. Did I fucking write it down wrong? I did. God damn it. I did write. I uh, Whatever. All right. I, I think you're a great guy, and I think you're an excellent fantasy <laughs> baseball now. Thank endless, you. Regardless. Uh, but I am never. I am never. If I ever thought I was going to get a broadcasting job, this show has ruined all future opportunities for me. But that's okay. Because I love doing this show, and I love talking baseball with all you guys. And that's why we do Enrico's Inquisition. Hit it! <laughs> Would you prefer to deal with a manipulative person or a callous person? Wow, this is deep. Deep into my psyche. Alan Trammell or Lou Whitaker? Oh, I knew you were going to hit me with that. The 1988 Dodgers or the 2020 Dodgers? Oh, the 1988, by far. It was the happiest moment like of my sports life. That was my first gut moment. Oh, oh Nelly, get ready for some doozies. Because it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. And... Rico's Inquisition. <laughs> everybody, everybody. Well, gentlemen, I can't everybody. thank you enough for coming out here this evening. All right, we're in Enrico's Inquisition. Kev, right off the bat. Musical influences, musical artists you love. It could be a group, it could be a single artist, anybody. Give me a couple of them. Fire them at me. Let's go. Oh, okay, well, I'm very... Um... Uh, I'm open to a lot of different genres for the most part. I don't listen to any country music, so any influence. I mean, I grew up, my first couple albums were like The Offspring and System of a Down. We're like early, early Linkin Park, I guess, because, you know, mid to, mid-2000s. mid uh, Very much so K-Rock. Anything on K-Rock or like uh, those uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, very much so. Uh, I grew up with uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. My mom was playing it in the car all the time, so... Uh, and then I got into more new metal. So like, or, or I mean, Rage Against the Machine is not new metal, but how that dare era, you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that era of music. So uh, what's it called? Nine Inch Nails. I like. I loved uh, Tool. I love Tool. So all of those were like my early, early influences. And then like I kind of straight. I listen to everything now, like rock wise, rap wise. Uh, I'll listen to uh, some old like classical, uh, classic rock. Cla- I'm yeah, that's basically like rock and rap with like every web of that, of those two genres. A couple of your favorite rap artists. Uh, Young Thug. I love, uh, what's it called? Oh my God. This is, that's t- a couple of my favorite. Oh my God. Uh, that's hard off the bat. Uh, honestly, like I listen to almost everything. That's the Wu Tang. We mentioned Wu Tang earlier. I love sure. them. I, I, and they're like the subsidiaries, like Jizza, Raekwon, Ghostface Killer. Like I love all their individual albums. Method Band. Name them all. Oh Here we go. Yeah. I mean, I, but I'm just I, saying. It's like those, all of those. Like New York rap. I, I think I prefer New York rap to uh, LA rap. But like what? Kendrick Lamar, one of. I think that was the first album I purchased with like my own money. Maybe Good Kid, Mad City. Or I went to the store. No, I've done that. No, I did that before. I'm lying. But uh, but regardless, like I, 
I have a very, I don't want to say diverse taste because, you know, I'm not, it's not like I like the most experimental shit, but, you know, I'll listen to almost everything within certain realms. I'm so jealous that your mom turned you on to Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I don't think that was happening in my car in the 80s when my mom was yeah, playing, like, Barry Manilow or something like that. I mean, she did listen to, like, the Stones and the Beatles, but there was no way she was listening to the Chili Peppers. So that's righteous. Yeah. It was that and uh, Americana and Conspiracy of One. Uh, those no, CDs Oscars were on replay. Were yeah, those CDs were on replay in my house. And my mom, my house. Loves my Offspring. Yeah. What? Do you I? Love the Offspring. I don't mind. I, don't I, I, I like their first couple, first couple albums. Yeah, when I was like 18, you, 19, I loved them. Yeah. Yeah, you love them more than I do. That's okay. what I mean. Okay. And I mean, they're self-esteem. That was fun, all that stuff. But what, I never was that big into it. But you've seen them live, haven't you? I never saw them live. No. Oh, fuck. Well, I think you're thinking of some other uh, pseudo I don't know. Fan. Apparently, I'm not myself <laughs> today. I don't even know anyone's name. I don't know where you've been. I've known you for like 15 years. So who the hell knows what's happening? All I know is Sam Jakobowitz is in the house. Good to see you, Sam. It's been a while. Sam is always bringing his trade props and his trade successes onto the show. So I'm sure we'll hear about that soon enough. But we're talking with Kev here. Kev! This is a podcast that is unofficially, but officially, a fantasy baseball podcast of Russell Crowe. And in the spirit of that, going back to the beginning of this year, Master and Commander has been one of our staple gifts. Our main man, Russell Withers, one of our best, most coolest dudes who loves the show, but he's also got his own shit going on. Check it out at Armchair Roto on Twitter. He's got his own website, armchairroto.com. He's really, really, really funny and he knows fantasy baseball but have you ever seen master and commander and if so would you prefer it to the tv show survivor that's what i want to know i'm gonna be honest i've not seen either of those but i was watching a the man show skit and they had the masturbator and commander and that was pretty <laughs> the man I, show. What that oh was. I think it was the man show it was uh what's it called uh, that probably was. That sounds like the Man Show. That was a long time yeah. ago, but I bet there's yeah. a rerun somewhere on some. I don't TV think you network. could do that show these days. Not in 2021. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, no. It, it was no. definitely on late, like late night when I'd be uh, watching TV and like my parents were gone. I'd watch like the Man Show and like you know it, Jimmy Kimmel and at what the fuck was his name? The other. Uh, yeah, of course, the guy. Uh, Adam. The Carole. guy. Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. like. I don't know, like, I, he was the one, he was the master in that skit. So that's the old, like, if, uh, back to Master and Commander, that's all I know of it. Actually, uh, Master Banner and Commander is a, on a Family Guy episode. Um, <laughs> they're watching TV and they go... We now return to Masturbator and Commander. So that's also a thing, too. Just yeah, that might have been... It might have been both. I don't know. It's an easy... That's an easy one, like, honestly. But you've never seen Survivor. I like that. That makes me never. feel good. I, I haven't seen Survivor. I haven't seen, like, Lost, I guess, those two popular series. Like, I, I think they're different shows, but they all seem the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> You're not missing yeah. much. No, thanks. I I, eat that, Doug Ishikawa. How about that? Doug loves him some Survivor. And he is the next Jeff Probst. There's no argument here, but Survivor sucks. Even though Justin Mason just watched all 40 fucking seasons of Survivor and posted about it on Twitter yesterday. That Wait, blew my 40, mind, 40 seasons? Well, yeah, because they do like a couple seasons a year. I was going to say, that's easy to not start out. the year I was born. No, Is no, it like no, The Bachelor, just... where they have like The Bachelorette yeah. and then they have a Paradise? And it's, so it has exactly. to be Exactly. Like yeah, yeah, it's like Survivor, West Coast, Survivor, I don't know. How West come they Nile? never did like yeah. Survivor in like the inner city or something like that? 
or 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 in the woods. They're always or in no or like in the woods. Like <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. I would love to see that show. And I, I, I it, it makes me uh think of uh what was that movie? Judgment Night. Remember that movie, Mike? I do remember that movie. The soundtrack was incredibly. It was a unique soundtrack because it melded. Kind of like the rage. I think Rage was on that soundtrack, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was what like movies. Do you guys watch? What this is, this movie. We were, we're born in 1980, so it's yeah. Oh, this, we're old. Yeah, I'm 40. Like the uh, later generation 40. of millennial. I'm like the younger generation of it. So we're oh yeah, we're pretty yes. far apart here. Oh, we're very much 26. I'm 27, so I just turned I 27 close. actually. So yeah. very close. So. so you were 26, all right? I was 26. I, knew I stored that somewhere. I knew it. Uh, look at you. Right. We're t- look at the big brain on Michael. Uh, well, go. I mean, I have my moments, obviously. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're live here in Enrico's Inquisition. We're with Kev Mosseregion talking about random shit. That's what we do here. Random shit. There you go. Would you rather be stabbed or would you rather be arrested? Arrested easily. I, I think being stabbed is one of my biggest fears, so I do not want to be stabbed. Arrest. I, I almost got arrested once, but it was for like a group thing, so that doesn't count. <laughs> the group arrest. I don't know if that sounds better or worse. Actually, uh, could be. I lot. didn't do anything wrong. It was we had weapons and we were doing like some ceremony thing. So, and but it was like swords. We didn't have like guns. It was like a weird thing. It was LARP. They were they were LARPing. It was LARP. We know we were not LARPing. It was like a weird. It was like a rich, uh, like a fraternity ritual ceremony where we had like weird shit so it's not like i'm not revealing too much there but yeah it's we like uh, the cops stopped us in the middle of the street they're like what the fuck are you guys doing with swords and then they're like like, get your ids out but yeah no arrested all day arrested i'd rather be yeah nobody uh you don't want to be thrown away you don't want to be that one is long gone won't see him for years but we'd rather just get the stabbing over with and move forward i think right no I'd, i'd rather just get arrested Oh, Mike Carlos jumping in. I have been arrested before when I was 15. No that shit. Doesn't, that you. doesn't count. Your parents pick you up. And... Arrested yeah, for being no too cute. <laughs> Liquid Swords, great album. It is. One of my favorite. That's top. I think that's the top five album for me. Like, hey. Hell yeah. All right. Now we're getting somewhere. By the way, uh, Deary's right, Mike. If you've been arrested when you're underage, it doesn't technically count because you're a minor and you can get it expunged. You got to go to real jail post 18. Right, Deary? You got to spend at least one night in the drunk tank. <laughs> yeah. No, I did 10 days in real jail. I got out in eight days, though, for good behavior. So. Hey. Yeah, look at me. I'm top of the world, huh? Wait, I don't know who listens to this, so I won't talk about my arrest record. Yeah, that's fine. I got arrested, not you. It was me. So. Oh, yes. Some guy was scared of Mike's dad? What the fuck? I don't know what's going no, on here. No, I was uh, scared. He was scared shitless. No, I'm oh, good. Okay. he was 18 whatever. Well, we wish you the best. Curlin, this is not your inquisition. It's Kev's. So we appreciate your commentary. I'm waiting for Curlin to call the phone number again. <laughs> call the hotline. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I, oh, boy. I disconnected the Bluetooth, but we could always do that if he calls. Kev. Fast. Uh, curveball sliders or change-ups? Which is your favorite pitch of the three? Okay, I used to like a good 12-6 curve, like in MVP Baseball 2005. That was my go-to pitch. Oh, yeah. I, We're big fans I've of that learned, game here. I've learned to love change-ups. Change-ups, like a good circle change or anything in that realm, I'm, I'm a big fan of. I love the movement. Uh, really, I don't know. It just, I appreciate change-ups more. I think that's like, as you get older, you uh, you start to see the movement. That Oh, hell yeah. It's, it's there downstairs it is. for me. <laughs> it's, it's literally in my garage. <laughs> yep. So good. So good. But yeah, no. Uh, those... I loved uh, knuckle curves as well. Like anything that different, like circle changes, knuckle curves. But like right now, change up when I was a kid, curveballs. 
Was there a pitcher in particular that you're like, oh man, that was the pitch? Oh, uh, okay. I think, I think it was Roy Oswalt who would play as a ton. Oh, well, that's a new one. A big fan. That was, a, I was a big fan of his yeah, back in the, with the Astros days. And then Halliday, obviously Halliday was amazing. So those two guys were some of my favorites to uh, use in MVP baseball, particularly, and their pitch mixes were incredible. Uh, but yeah, I haven't played, I don't play this show too much, so I really don't have a good, I, I mean, I know what pitchers throw, but I don't really have a favorite in that sense. Yeah, no one said Royals. Well, that is fantastic. That's a fresh one. And I yeah, gotta no. commend you on that one. We love new pitchers that don't get a lot of pub on the show. You gotta tell me though, what is so amazing about Olivia Rodrigo's album? Oh my god, I've been meaning to talk about this. So Olivia Rodrigo, she's I mean, okay, she's this sounds weird coming from me, but like she's like the next big thing with uh Disney pop stars, and she released a really good album, Sour. It's you know, I'm not a promoter for it, but I, I listened to it front to back yesterday. I, I just wanted to give it a spin because I like to give any major like number one album a spin. Just to, you know, I don't want to miss out. I want to see what all the hype's about. And honestly, if you like TD bop kind of drama, if you I don't know, if you like a toned down Paramore or kind of a better Taylor Swift, that's kind of what it is. I don't like Taylor Swift. I really like Paramore, but I don't like all of Paramore. This is kind of a good mix where it's like angsty, but it's not i don't want to say relatable it's not relatable to me but it's good music <laughs> the tunes are good uh, her singing's really good and it, it's simple and it's a 30 minute album it's really easy to get through so i don't know i felt like tweeting it's about easy. it and i did it's really easy to get through yeah. <laughs> what do you, what do you have i mean you drinks this morning <laughs> i mean okay if you listen to a tool album that's an hour and a half like you really six, have, like, six songs an hour and a half yeah <laughs> like, literally like, <laughs> And I really like Tool, so I can get through it, but I'm not going to listen to, like, any 55-minute, hour-long album from just the Joe Schmo pop star. No, you know what I no, mean? No. I understand. Whatever, motherfucker! All I know is, in the end, <laughs> go with what you like. Deary yeah. knows me well. He knows I don't have any guilty pleasures. I listen to what I listen to. I like what I like, and I don't give a shit what anybody says. I don't know what the term means. I know what it means, technically, but I don't subscribe to that. You know? I love Christopher Cross. He's great. Yeah, you turned me on to this idea of guilty pleasures don't exist when it comes to, yeah. like, movies or, you know, music or any type of entertainment. You like what you like, and yeah, I've, I've exactly. been going with that ethic for a couple of years now. Yay! It's your pleasure, honestly. Uh, we, my friends and I, ironically listened to Vanessa Carlton's Thousand Miles in high school, and like we play, you know, like for white chicks, like you start, and then you're like, damn, this song's kind of good, and then it just, it doesn't matter. Like I watch, uh, I watch chick flicks with my girlfriend, and they're not chick flicks, they're just romantic comedies, and they're good. Like it, it's uh, sometimes you, you could just enjoy it, it's it's candy. It's like who cares? It's yeah. like you know, it's not really that bad for you either. It's like as long as you have it in like short spurts, who cares? It's not Dang. my. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. Moments like this, I'm so glad that we got you on the show. Man, I'm glad I called that guy. That guy. Definitely worked out. We're talking live here on the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, which is part of the Roto Fanatic Podcast Network here with the operating room host at Roto Surgeon on Twitter, Kev Mosseregion. 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 Yeah. You got it. You got it. You got it. You're good. You're good. You're good. And. We are talking inside Enrico's Inquisition. A couple more here. We'll close it out. Uh, puppies or cats? Kitties. Oh, puppies all day. Uh, actually, Spike. Hey, what we got? Spike. Oh my God, dearie, it's a Spike. His name is that. his name is Spike. His yeah. Is Spike. Amazing. Oh my God, Christina's gonna freak out. That's awesome. 
They had a dog forever named Spike. It was the oldest dog Aww. that ever lived. It's crazy. Yeah, he passed away last year. He was like Aww, I'm sorry, years man. Old. I'm sorry to hear that. No, but it trust me, time. he had a full life. He had the <laughs> fullest life time. of all time. <laughs> it was his time. Christina, if you're listening to this, I'm, not la- I'm only laughing because he had a full life. I mean, the guy lived for fucking ever. It was amazing. This dog would never... It was incredible. He just had to be. He just wouldn't die. Is that what you're trying to say, or what? No, I mean, I mean, the guy. It was incredible. People would come over. People would come over and they'd see him and they'd be like, "Oh my god, I thought like you guys put him down already." We're like, "No, he's still here. He's still kicking it, man. Best dog ever. Unstoppable. It it was amazing. It was amazing. I'll I'll never forget that dog. Absolutely. Uh, Try this one. See if it flies. Uh, Thirty Rock or Community? Oh, Thirty Rock all day. Thirty Rock might be my favorite show of all time. Wow, well, we hit on something there. Okay, that was or just comedy. A shot in the okay, dark. favorite comedy maybe. Like I, I think there are some shows I might like more, but it, it, it's my guilt. No, I don't want to say guilty. It's my like go-to for like. <laughs> and I can watch any episode at any time, and I you're love just gonna chill well. out. Wa- you're gonna throw it on. Yeah, literally, liter- uh Just put it on background noise, whatever it is, and I just let it flow. Community. Exactly. I like Community. I started it. It just didn't. It didn't thing right with. It didn't. Uh, it, it wasn't bad. Like I didn't hate Community, but I, I didn't like love it either. It was fine. I liked Community. I don't think it aged well as like like the first couple of two seasons I was in for Community, and then I'm just like I'm out. But yeah, like Thirty Rock, like it, it doesn't matter. You could throw on like any episode. It's not like they mix together. Or there's like a progression in the story. Like it's great. That's true. And it aged oh, well. well if you think about it. Like with the jokes and stuff. Like it, it's like you know Thirty Rock. I don't want to say Thirty Rock did it first, but Thirty Rock predicted it. There's a ton of that stuff in there. Wow. Oh, well, then what about like non-comedy then to show that you're like, wow, that show blew my mind. Oh, that's I mean, I don't want to give like a gimme answer, but like Sopranos is fantastic. Like, I love Sopranos. That's not a gimme answer. It's one of the best shows that ever was created. And it's only natural that you would want to say that. I mean, oh, um, what what is it? Uh, Shit. Whoopsie daisy. Yeah, I completely forgot. I, I season one of. HBO, give me, give me the name. The fuck? Oz. No, not Oz. Uh, Game the, of Thrones. Uh, no, not Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones sucked after the. I love Game of Thrones, but that last season ruined it for me. But like, oh, it's fucking terrible. One, it's fucking awful. The whole it destroyed show the whole thing. Fuck, why can't I get the name right? It, it's uh, it, three seasons. They had call uh, with Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Oh, True Detective. Oh. True Detective. True Detective season one is honestly awesome. the best uh, best season of TV I think ever really yeah. good of any show ever and that's a complete it's a sh- it's its own show in and of itself so I, I i like to consider that the best show of all time and actually i just did uh his memoir whatever green lights matthew mcconaughey it was really fucking good actually i really enjoyed it i did the audiobook and it's got me wanting to watch true detective again I'm like oh man i haven't watched that in like six years i'm ready to go back it's and watch so that again because when, it, so when it came out in real time in 2013 I remember every Sunday night, I rarely do you ever like wait for a new episode to come out of anything anymore. I'll just wait for the whole thing. But that was like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. It's incredible. Yeah, no, I, blew my mind. I've seen it at least four or five times. I don't even know at this point, but it, it's I mean, it's only one season, so it's easier to do. But I mean, like, I know the twists and turns and I know what happens, but it, it, it just the progression, the storytelling, the acting, everything's awesome. So I love True Detective. And in, Sopranos, it's harder to get through a full a full series watch of Sopranos. So I'd say, you know, that's where a true detective would have the edge. I do another podcast with a friend of mine that well, a guy I just got to know really recently, and he'd never seen it. He's actually watching Sopranos for the first time, and he's wow. like 37. So you never know. 
never. I watched the series twice back to back during quarantine last year. Are you serious? Did Christina make you do that? Or you I watched it by myself because I hadn't seen it since it was like on HBO every Sunday night, and then she wanted to watch it, so I just watched it again with her. It's Damn. a really good show. I don't like the episodes where he has the dream sequences. That kind of bums me out, but whatever. I can skip those. Um, all right, so you live in L.A. Are, are you a Dodgers fan, or what's your team then? I don't even know. Oh, oh go there the, we go. Go get the gear. Let me get my gear. Yeah, I, I, that's what I thought it was. Like, I have I have Dodgers gear all around my house, autographs, this and that. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't need I don't need that. I knew anymore. you and Vlad, but, uh, you L.A. Dodger fans, you and Maddie Davis, you guys are everywhere. They're all over the place. Yeah, no, uh, I've I've been a Dodgers fan my whole life. Essentially, my aunt actually, my aunt Patty, she got me into the Dodgers. My family was never really uh, a big sports family. Like we liked the Lakers, but aside from that, like. Uh, she had like all this flair, like these pins from like the '80s and '70s. Uh, she told me shit about like stories about like Steve Garvey and all this. She and, know like, Diane Cannon. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know about going that far, but no, she. Um, yeah, no. Shout out to her. She That's got me awesome. to Dodgers. Yeah, no. And I've been going to games since I was ten. I've gone like there are seasons where I've gone to, like twenty games because tickets were like, five, six bucks. So last year, Kev was the first time you saw them win a, win a World Series, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because I was not does it alive. does it count? Uh, that counts. I mean, uh, I have the Mickey Mouse Lakers championship here. So <laughs> well, like, that one definitely um, got it. That, by the way, that was the most hard earned title that any league has ever earned. That bubble and that long ass season, that one totally counts. But the baseball one, I, I'm with you a little bit. I don't. No, no, I know. No, I think I think it counts because they but, expanded. Okay. They expanded the playoffs. It was you had to beat more teams to get there. Oh. They weren't taking three to four days off between games, so you had to use your full roster. I totally agree with the Dodgers championship being real. Absolutely, yeah. You think about that, and they had to face Randy Rosarena when he was on the greatest home run tear of all time. So, counts to me. That's very true. Man, that was fucking great. And I don't think a Rosarina has lived up to his ADP, though, has he? Dave McDonald, Rotosaurus, where are you at? I mean, he's in no, this week. He got, he got really good this past week, but he faced the Orioles, so it was like a tune-up, basically. Yeah, even Glaber Torres is good against the Orioles. Come on, jeez. Uh, Brian, Brian K. Rodman says, Richie April scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Scares yep. the shit out of me to this day. Yeah, I don't blame you. That guy was... Yeah, some sick fucks on that show. But, you know, good writing, good uh, character yeah. acting. Well done. Okay, uh, yeah, I think we asked all the standard questions. We got to know Kev a little bit better. You have officially survived Enrico's Inquisition. Three cheers. Oh, wait. Deary, Love I forgot to ask this to Alex Fast. I didn't ask this. I know, Alex. I know. We got. I, I, didn't, I didn't butt in last week, but go ahead and ask the last one. You should have. If it came up, you should have. Because I listened to the pod after the fact. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot to ask the last final question. Because we, we don't do this as much because we hadn't had as many guests on recently with, since the season started. But, Kev... For love or money? I mean, how much money? <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, I, I, do you I have, have a, a number? <laughs> I, I mean, no, but if someone off, like, I mean, everyone has a price. Once you get to a certain number, yes, I will take the money, but it really depends. It, it, it's context-based. Uh, I think I prefer love because I, I assume love is e- equivalent to happiness, but money can be happiness, too. At a certain like, I, I can figure out my own love at a certain point with that money. Like if I can never be happy with the money, that's different. But if it's like <laughs> money and then you just never find a wife, I'll be cool with that, honestly. But it, it, it depends on the, how much. Hey, 
You heard it right from his mouth, folks. Now you've officially survived Enrico's Inquisition. Three cheers to Kev! Enjoy. He's young, too, though. He's still growing. Don't worry. When he gets to 40, we'll see what he says then. But for now, this is on the record. We got you on the record, and that's all I wanted to do. All right. Now it's time to get back into the fantasy baseball realm. We're going to fire up everybody's favorite game. It's MJ Govier, GOV is in Victor IER on Twitter, CDeary1999 on Twitter, at Rotosurgeon on Twitter. Of course, we are joined by Kev, who's the owner and operator <laughs> of the operating room. Although, do you own it or does Rotoballer own it? Or do you own it, but they kind of sponsor you? Uh, I don't know they, how that works. I think, no, no, it's under their affiliation or whatever. It's a Rotoballer podcast, but it is my podcast under Rotoballer. So I don't technically own it, but uh, it's not like we're, you know, I get paid for it. So I'm fine with that. Yo, uh, that's all that matters, fantastic. I'm, I'm all for it. It, yeah. it was a pointless semantical thought that just popped in my head no, when I'm trying to get back to basics. So. It's valid. Oh, but yeah, you. no, uh, it's it's great. Everybody, if you know, go on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts are available or wherever you listen to them, feel free to subscribe, rate and re- review on Apple Podcasts if you get a chance. I would really appreciate that because, you know, I'm still growing. I'm sure this is, uh, this has been, you know, in the works for however long with uh, the Palazzo Pod. It, it, it takes time and, you know, growth is not exactly linear sometimes and it gets frustrating when it's not at the speed you want it to, but it, it I'm very happy to say that you know we're at a pl- i'm at a place at least with it that i'm very comfortable all that was very honest and all of it was very true but it's not all true in a linear fashion as he said so you never know how you're gonna feel one day to another one day you'll be really excited other days you'll be like gosh i just can't seem to make any headway but what you have to have is a, a passion and a desire that regardless of whatever the outcome is that you step away from each episode you do whether you're a guest or you do your own show and you say you know what that was fantastic i enjoyed doing that i had a good time doing that and that's all that matters that leads me to what i saw today on twitter real quick i wanted to mention this on the show uh pedro gomez he died unexpectedly totally bogus and jason lock on fora apparently did did you know this did you see this uh, video i did on twitter today jason lock on fora wrote this piece for this project about Pedro Gomez. And he met Pedro Gomez in 1997 when Jason Lockenfora was working for the Free covering the Red Wings. I didn't know he worked at the Detroit Free Press, and especially during that period of time. Yeah, that was during the dynasty. That was like right at the start of the dynasty. Yeah, he, he talks about no it in the piece. Uh, I'll repo- it's on my Twitter feed, and I'll repost it, but he talks about the day he met Pedro. They caught a Tigers Athletics like day game at Tiger Stadium, and then they covered... He went and covered the Red Wings game later on that night, which was in the playoff run on the way to their first Stanley Cup. And I didn't know anything about that. But more importantly, he talks so beautifully and honestly about Pedro Gomez. What a great guy. What an inspiration he brought to others. And he he carries that with them. This was 23 years ago when he first wow. met Pedro. And he talked about like he was it was like they were sitting together yesterday. I thought it was really impressive. Please go to Jason Lockenfora's account. Check it out. It's a whole thing about Pedro Gomez. Uh, I was actually pretty moved by it. I thought it was fantastic. So that's why we do this. And it reminded me why we do this. And it actually ties into what we were just talking about. Inspiration, doing it because you love to do it. And if there's perks along the way, that just makes it all the better. It really does. And I'm not, you guys know me. I don't bullshit. I tell it like it is. I try to be as authentic as possible. If anything, I'll be too authentic and I'll be too human and I'll make too many mistakes. But that's okay. I can live with that. I really can. So, I just wanted to mention that. Now, let's play 
America's fastest growing game show. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between, it's time for Name That Runner-Up Fabid. Right now there's music playing on the podcast version, but YouTube doesn't like music that we play on the podcast. That's okay. It's a little bit of a bonus for you podcast lovers. Deary, we're getting better at this game every single week. Why don't you lead us off? What do you got for us? We haven't hit one right on the head yet, but we've been really, really close. Yes. So I'll lead us off tonight. Uh, we're going to go with top fab bid in my TGFBI league from this past Sunday. The top bid was Hansel Robles of the Twins in the last week. Two saves, one hold, one win. The winning bid in fab this past week was $68. What was the runner-up fab bid? Let's go to Kev. It was $68? $68 was the winning bid. And what was the losing bid is what you're asking. Yep. What runner is the up. runner up runner up bid? The second bid behind that. Sixty-seven. Ooh, okay. He's going sixty-seven. I'm like, gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna say people wanted Robles because he's a closer in demand, but I'm gonna say it was a couple dollars. I'll say it was sixty-two. Uh wrong! Okay, you guys are a little over. Uh fifty-five was the runner up bid. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, well, hey, you know. Wrong! I, li- I, like how, I like how Kev's playing this, though. 67, that was a good one. I like this. Hey. I think he's going to nail one of these. Yeah, Kev's good at it. He, he knows how to fit right Because in. I want to fit in. All right, uh, I'll go next, and then you'll go, Kev. Do you want to play, or yeah. do you just want to play long? I'm, I don't know, because you never I'm played this game before. It. Oh, he's I, fine. I, I can figure it. I'm rolling with the punches. Let's go. Yeah, okay. Well, this one comes from my... Main Event League, the Main Event League, where I continue to be an absolute travesty. I can't even start a full roster because I'm injury-ravaged. And then when I try to add players, I get outbid, so you're stuck with those players. Welcome to hell. But try to keep a smile on my face as we talk about this week's fab bid. There was a bid of $155 for Brendan Rodgers of the Colorado Rockies, second baseman slash shortstop. He's had a nice little start to his return since he came off the IL. $155 bid. Kev, what was the runner-up bid to $155? In a main event league? Yes. 23. Okay, 23. Deary, over to you. Yeah, he went for 19 two weeks ago in my league. I don't think <laughs> it's gonna be I don't think it's gonna be that low, but I don't think it's gonna be triple digits. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with $49. Wow, that was, I gotta say, Deary, $3 off. $52 was the runner up bid. Getting close. Not bad. Not bad. That's pretty damn good. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. That's not true. He almost nailed it. That guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. (laughs) All right, Kev, uh, what do you got for us? Okay, I got one for you right here. Uh, This is in TGFBI. I have one player by the name of. Yerman Mercedes, he was somehow available in hmm. my TGFBI league. Someone wow. for some reason dropped him two weeks ago. This is what I don't know. Some people get frustrated with TGFBI, but uh, I, I don't think this is like a league winner. But at the same time, uh, the, the winning bid, 201 fab dollars. Feels a little low for one of the better hitters in the league right now. Yeah. But what was the runner up bid to 201 fab dollars? It's hmm. tough. Wow. Uh, if he was available, it feels like people wouldn't be into him. So I don't think there's going to be a tremendous competition unless I'm going to say, oh, this is hard. Deary, is this hard? 
Yeah, I think it is. I mean, was everyone aware that he was available? Was everyone doing the research, you know, scouring the free agency uh, wire and seeing that Yerman was in there? What What was the bid, Kev, that won? 201. 201. Yeah, I'm going to say 103. That's my runner-up fan. Okay. I'm going to go with 162. Wow, that's actually 159. Oh, <laughs> holy shit, man. Here's, Here's the, the zone with, tonight. Here's the thing with Yerman Mercedes. His name was atop the production charts. So, yes, everyone saw Yerman Mercedes. So, yeah, there, he was in high demand. And the 159, which was my bid, is the loser. And I dropped it from 189. Wow. So, I felt fine at the end of the day. I wasn't going to get him anyway. Wow. That was Crazy. Ooh, well done. Hey, yeah. you fit right in with that, Kev. Well done. Uh, we'll leave it there. I just want to play one round of it, but I love playing Name That Runner on Fabbed. We always learn something, and we're getting a little bit better each and every week. What I'd like to do now, though, is get into the value zone. And yes, once again, on the podcast version, you're hearing the value zone bozo song underneath as we head into trade targets to save a season. Who suck right now? So we're trying to give you buy lows trade targets, but they will save your season. So if you have the unfortunate situation where you're down in the dumps in the standings, near the cellar, but you want to climb out of it, we have guys that suck now that you can acquire that's hopefully cheaper for you in order to build you back up by the second half of the season. So I hope we all understand the premise here. Uh, if it varies slightly, I don't I don't get offended. Uh, Kev, you want to go first? Uh, this is tough because trade targets are like you, you, okay. We everybody knows the old mantra of buy low, sell high, all that stuff. But sometimes you got to buy high. Sometimes you got to kind of sell high to get that buy high or whomever it may be. So like that's you know, true. It's all relative. Trading isn't perfect. Everyone tr- wants to win a trade, and that's where I feel like a lot of this gets kind of skewed. But if you're going to trade for someone, there are definitely uh, it, it's tough right now because you got to figure out rest of season value as well. Uh, I like Austin Meadows a lot. He hasn't really stolen many bases, but he kind of, he finally, you know, kind of produced today relative to the past few weeks. He hasn't produced since I'd say the Baltimore series uh, two weeks ago. So I like Austin Meadows a lot. Average is low. The power's there. He's hit 10 home runs, but only one steal. There's more steals coming. Like, I feel like his speed, he only, he didn't really steal bases last year, but he was injured last year or he had some, I think COVID issue. I forgot what it was. I believe it was COVID. It was COVID. But yeah. yeah, I like, I like Austin Meadows a lot. I think you can buy off of today. Maybe someone's trying to sell high, you know, pay that little pretty of a penny and go get Austin Meadows. Fantastic. I'm all for that. He had a home run and four ribbies today, I believe. And he's going to heat up. And he's better than this. And he's on a good team. The problem is the Rays are going to Ray, but still, I think that's a great call because these guys are not as bad as they look on the surface. It just can't last. Law of averages says otherwise eventually. I dig it. Deary, what do you got? Yeah, I had medals too. He was at the top of my list. Uh, he's hitting too many fly balls right now. Uh, he did hit another home run today. Go scoop him up now because he's going to start hitting more line drives and less pop-up fly balls. So I love that middle medals pick. I'm going to go with... Colton Wong. So Colton Wong's been leading off for the Brewers here. Really, really low strikeout rate. He's going to give you some steals. He didn't even start in the first half of this doubleheader today. Came in later in the day and picked up two steals, which was really, really nice. Uh, He's at a career high hard hit rate right now. 
for the Brewers lineup that hasn't really been doing too much, I mean, hopefully they can get Yelich back in that lineup. But I love the fact that he's playing every day. He's leading off, and you can get him really, really cheap right now. Probably not going to give you a ton of power, but I like the, the the opportunity for him to hit 280, 290, and steal a bunch of bags. So if he can stay healthy, you can certainly get him on the cheap, and you can also put him in at a couple different positions. He's got eligibility at three different positions right now. So I like Colton Wong moving forward. Definitely. Colton Wong. That sounds like fun. Okay. I can buy that. Um, I don't know if this one counts or not. I mean, maybe it's debatable, but I'm I'm going to throw it out there. I, I still think Gary Sanchez is a guy who's not terrible. <laughs> You're still doing this shit with Gary Sanchez? I sure am. That's right. Hey, you gotta I don't it. just... You, you got to ride it forever, man. You don't change horses midstream. That's what I do. However, some people have said I'm a moron and I really don't know what I'm talking about. And, you know, they'd be fair no, to say... You know, no, you're, you're you're perfectly, perfectly reasonable to say, you know. What the hell's going on? I don't know. I just think Gary Sanchez has something left to offer. And the, the whole Kyle Higashioka situation, you know, it got fun for a minute. But I don't think he's really, it's not like he took over that job at all. No. Right? So no. they want Gary Sanchez, if the best version of this team, the best version of the New York Yankees is Gary Sanchez at his best which is still a guy who crushes the shit out of the ball. And I know it's a small sample size because we're only still in May, right? But he's got a 13% walk rate, which is above his career norm. And if he could continue to do that, be a little bit more patient. The strike rate is at a career norm. He's, he's not striking out at like an outrageous rate right now either. 27%, 13% walk rate. I kind of like that. The BABIP's at 206. His career BABIP is 252. So... Eventually, this has got to get right. If he's unlucky and he still cracks the shit out of the ball, I think this is somebody you can buy low on. And by August, he plays a lot more consistently in a year where catches are just never, never get consistent playing time. I think this is somebody you got to strike now because he did hit home run today, I think. And people will start to take notice like, oh, uh -oh, well, I'm not getting rid of him now. He's going to go on a streak. It could already be too late even. But that's my guy, Gary Sanchez. No, I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, no, Gary Yay! Sanchez, I, I mean, he uh, it's a catcher. Like, uh, his name value is higher than what his actual production is. But if you could get two thir uh, 230 batting average eventually with, I don't know, like, good walks and whatnot, like, it, the lineup's not that bad. It should get better with Stanton if he does stick in the lineup. And I'm sure the Yankees will make a trade. Like, I, I can't believe, I can't buy into this lineup being the year-long lineup because they are the Yankees. They are, you know, like, it's the expectation of them. And... He's, I mean, it, it, the regression's been due for a while, so maybe he just goes on an absolute tear. <laughs> yeah. And he's healthy. Hey, that is why I wanted Kevin on the show, to agree with me and no one else. All right, Deary, let's go back to you. Give us another one. Uh, let's go with Dansby Swanson. So Dansby Swanson was off to a horrid start for the Braves. He had a really, really great breakout season, former number one overall pick. He's striking out at 29% right now, just, just a little touch above his career average. But in the last two weeks, he started to heat up. He's got nine runs, four home runs, which is really, really, really important in the last couple of weeks. Uh, he does have two swipes in the season. He's a guy who can definitely have 15, you know, steal potential, uh, betting 286 over the last couple of weeks. I think he's starting to heat up. He's he's hit safely in seven straight games, which is really, really nice. And I'm just really waiting for that Braves offense to take off. And I'm I'm waiting for them to kind of run away with a division. But you can certainly get him on the cheap right now. Shortstops are kind of all over the place. Some guys just haven't produced. There's a bunch of guys that are injured right now. So I think he'd be a really nice one to pick up. Another guy I also like, uh, 
Gleyber Torres, he was off, also off to a really, really bad start. Over the last month, betting 338. He's only got, let's see, what he's got, two, three home runs? He has two home runs. The, the home runs are going to come. He's going to end up with close to 20, 25 home runs. I think midsummer he starts to heat up there. So Gleyber Torres and uh, Dansby Swanson are two guys that I think you can go out and get right now. Mm. Dansby's hit a bunch of home runs recently over the last week, so that's fun. But his OBP is still under three, I believe, which is shit. So that's that qualifies. That definitely qualifies. Kev, let's go back to you. Who you got? Give us a minute. Uh, Alec Baum. I like Alec Baum a lot. Oh, uh, oh, oh. I wasn't a massive he, he, fan. He got a hit today. Breaking yeah, you got a hit today. Hit. That's important. Hey, uh, <laughs> he's been weird. Like, uh, strikeout rate's a little higher than it should be. Uh, the average is down. It's like, okay, he's seeing the full regression from last year. It's like kind of balanced out to where his career numbers look really normal right now. If you compare last year's hot streak to this year's cold streak, but uh, playing at citizens bank, really uh, friendly to right-handed power or just power in general. And I mean, look at, look at who's hitting around him. Like once he gets Harper back in the lineup, I think he'll be fine. It's just been a weird, weird Phillies team. Brad Miller is looking really good as well. So, (laughs) I mean, that, I mean, that's weird to say, but the lineup's not that bad. He's, he's not going to be this bad all year. He's making good contact. Uh, The strikeouts are a little high, like I said, but, uh, you know, in a non OBP league, I'd be definitely looking for him. But hard hit percentage is about 40% right now. That could even go up. Uh, he's just hitting it. He's hitting a ton of ground balls. So I think they're a lot more pull heavy against him, if anything. So if he makes a slight adjust- adjustment, starts lifting the ball more, I'm all in on Alec Baum uh, bouncing back. That is a buzzworthy name. People are bringing him up a lot. I see people asking analysts all over, what do I do about Bomb? What do I do about Bomb? People are panicking. They feel like they've wasted it. In redraft leagues in particular, they feel like, Maybe it's just not going to work out. So that's good to know. That is positive reinforcement, Kev. Thank you. Yeah, they bombed the pick, if anything. (laughs) (laughs) And a ground ball into left field for a base hit. They're going to wave him in. That's you. I'm waving you in after that joke. Well done. I appreciate it. Okay. We should cut that clip short, though, because he does get thrown out. But I didn't want you to get thrown out. You're safe in my book. I have to tell you... I agree with Kev. This was a tough thing to do. You think there are a lot of players that struggle out there, and there are a lot of players struggling. So you would think, oh, it'd be easy to go pick out this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. But it's not as simple because some guys are doing some things okay, but they're not doing other things so well. Yoan Mankata is an example of this. Yoan Mankata is over 400 OBP, sitting 281. He's got a bad bit of 400, but he only has three home runs. Three. Mm-hmm. So you're like, dude, where's the 25 home run pop you showed in 2019? So I didn't think he qualified because he's having like a he's got a 16% walk rate. So he's getting on base plenty. He's just not hitting pop. Goes the weasel over the ballpark fence. That's my issue. So I pulled him from this list in the end after I thought about it. My guy, I'm going to go with Matt Chapman. And on the Turn 2 podcast the other day, the guys talked about Matt Chapman. In fact, Paul Mamino, follow Paul on Twitter, P. Mamino Fantasy. He's a rotofanatic genius. <laughs> Created the data monster. He's the architect of it. He's the lord of the data monster. He talked about the fact that we overhype players like Chapman because they're really good defensively. And so in our minds, we jack up their value because of their defensive prowess, even though it doesn't provide us any real fantasy value. And I can respect that opinion, but I actually go with Matt Williams's point of view on the other side because he was saying, you know, Matt Chapman crushes the hell out of the ball. And this guy's a 30 home run guy pretty easily. And he's still hitting the ball really hard. He's just topping it. Uh, he was in ridiculous percentages of topping the ball, like 15%, really high. So it's just a matter of 
getting some breaks to go his way. I feel like he's not going to hit five home runs all year. There's 20 home runs left of that bat at minimum. And if you want to get all 20 of those, I think you should strike now while most people are like, dude, I can't get anything for this guy. But they might not move. If they're a smart owner, they won't bail. They'll be like, I'm waiting on Chapman. But if you can find the fool or at least the scared contrarian is like, I just want to get this guy off my roster, then do it. Matt Chapman, I'm buying in. I'm not buying in because he dealt with uh, injured hip last year. He got surgery over the offseason. And yeah. I feel like that's what's affecting him more than anything. It's a physical issue, not a, like a mechanical issue more than anything. I mean, it, mechanical to physical, whatever. But uh, it, it's something about comfortability at the plate. He's striking out a shit ton. He's hitting more. I think he's hitting more ground balls this year. As you mentioned, he's topping yeah. the ball. Or no, no, he's hitting a ton of fly. He's hitting normal fly balls. So that's not the issue. It's just I, I think this is a issue of he's not 100% or he's not completely comfortable and post-surgery i tend to avoid players chapman's one of those guys and uh call me the fool but i probably try to release him if i i mean try to get him off my team if i had him no that's i mean look it's the first thing i thought of was the hip injury because i had him last year so i was well aware of it and i thought boy this is a risky time but you know he's striking out he's not striking out as much as he did last year with the hip injury so that's good news he's K percentage it's, is it, it's still 30, 31%, but that's actually down from last year. <laughs> well, yeah, which is with the hip issue. So if there was early season struggles with the hip issue, the one thing that I throw in the face of that is his defensive metrics look really good. He's playing excellent defense still. So that doesn't seem to be bothering him. But if it's all about shifting that weight in the hips and displacement and crushing that ball, then I would agree with you. But the fact that he still has a max EV of 108, I know the ball apparently has a greater max EV this year. That's fair. And then in Kev's support, his exit velocity is at 88. He's got a career of 92. So that's fair. Maybe he's not hitting the ball as hard as I thought he would be anymore. But his barrel rate's still right around where it usually is. So. Yeah, no one here is no nobody here is a doctor, so we have no idea what is affecting no, him. <laughs> not at all. But but if you mention the strikeout rate, it's lower than last year, but it's still about ten percent higher than his career norm. So yeah. he's better than he. I mean, it's weird because he doesn't have the same power as he did last year, but he's uh, you know he's not making the same contact. So maybe it's a uh, again comfortability where he's not in rhythm, and maybe he gets in rhythm later down the line. But you know, first year off injury, whether it be Tommy John, whether it be like with Corey Seager, we saw with Corey Seager two years ago, coming off hip, the hip and Tommy John surgery, he just yeah. was not the same hitter as he was last year. And then coming into this year, he's been really good. I mean, obviously he's injured with the hand injury, but nevertheless, uh, some guys just the first year off injury, I tend to avoid. And that's just like a good rule of thumb. And it just might not hit this year, but next year I'll buy in for sure. Yeah, it is for me too. I don't know what the hell happened to me. I got too caught up in analysis and not focusing on my own shit last year. This year, I blew it. Everything I say is wrong. Please don't listen to this podcast ever again. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I have lost it. I have lost my mind. Brady Singer sucks. Matt Chapman sucks. Everybody sucks. I mean, how did I? How did I keep Matt Chapman and I didn't keep Shohei Otani the hitter? It's so stupid. What was I thinking? It's so dumb. You, you, kept, kept, you kept you kept Kenta Maeda, not Corbin Burns. Yeah. Oh, I kept this- I kept Ian Happ and not Ian Anderson. I kept the wrong Ian. <laughs> hey. No, I'm serious. Like I actually did though. So, but that's Oh, I no, idea. you were you had a great Twitter thread uh was it yesterday about um was it Vlad or were you talking about hey, 
I made a mistake. I own it or I was oh, wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that one. It was just like, you know, we all make mistakes. It's like, yeah, I, it was my like, process was off. But, you know, some things, you know, Adolis Garcia. I can't say I whiffed on Adolis Garcia. We all whiffed <laughs> on Adolis Garcia. Exactly. But there are, yeah, but there are guys like I was fervently against uh, Nolan Arenado because I'm like, oh, he's out of course. Uh, St. Louis is bottom three for right handed power, this and that. Uh, you know, the he'll be a good contact hitter, but he'll be more of a, he'll be empty average with some RBIs and runs. He won't be. The, I mean, and the power has been great. So I was completely off base when I was discussing Nolan Arenado. And, you know, yep. that's you got to be honest with your listeners, with your followers, whomever it may be, just I mean, with your friends too. you're these you guys are I consider you guys, you know, yeah. uh, more than acquaintances. I'm on your podcast. So that's a <laughs> yeah, like, friend of ours. You're a friend of mine. Friend of the friend of the pod, if anything. But yeah, no, yes. thank you guys obviously for that. And yeah, no, you got to be honest. You can't be just. I can't, I'm not hitting on everything. I'm, I have my misses, and yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm Kev, we you. had like 40 guests on the show in the last three, four months, and a guy like Nolan Arenado is a perfect example. I was high on Arenado, but every single person we had on our our pod that talked about Arenado brought up all the same points you did. Him going over to Bush. Um, you know, he's going to be a good hot contact hitter, probably still have good average, but not hit 35 home runs. And that's exactly what he's going to do this year. So thanks to the Tours. 40 guests that we had on that talked me off here in auto. Yeah, that's the thing. But we're still, look, we're in year two-ish of yeah. our analysis experience here. So we're still learning, even though we play this game forever. In terms of public analysis, what you tell people and what you do, I try to do exactly what I say. I don't deviate from that. But what you do learn is who to listen to, who not to listen to. And that's something that you, I still have to learn for myself because I respect so many people. But in the end, if I want to live with myself, I want to go down swinging with my own people. And that's something I learned this year um, that I will apply next year for sure. So, yeah. But Put I still love getting up. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I still loving getting opinions for people like you. I just got to know. I got to know when to be like, all right, that's cool. That guy is intelligent. He knows his shit, but he can't predict the future any more than anybody else can. <laughs> I'm going to go with my instinct in the end. And if I burn with that, then I'll live with it. But one thing that bothers me the most is kind of acquiescing to other opinions just because I kept hearing it or I didn't stop yeah. and be like, whoa, yeah. slow down. So that's okay. I'm still excited for this season, even though I got a lot of teams struggling. I got some teams doing all right, and there's still a lot of baseball left. I want you guys to know that it's still May yet. We got June, July, and August, three full months of baseball before we get into playoffs and head-to-head stuff in September. And then for Roto, you got all of September still. So do not fear. I'm not going to freak out yet. There's a lot of baseball left. Um, we're going to wrap up the show here momentarily. Uh, is there one more, guys, you want, each one of you wanted to share before we wrap up the segment and kind of put a bow on it? Oh my God. Uh, I don't, this isn't a trade target, but this is a, he has to figure it out eventually. But Luis Castillo, like, <laughs> yeah. there's no way he's going to be this bad forever. Like, I refuse to believe this is who he's become or whatever. Like, we saw the start two games ago, I believe, Giant. I forgot what, who he started against. There was the Milwaukee start he was bad against. And I want to say it was the Giants that he was 11Ks, three earned runs. And those, like, those earned runs, like, it wasn't, I mean, he had the walks, but he's not going to be this bad. There's no way. I refuse to believe it. Uh, he should be a, he should be closer to like a three, eight or a four ERA. There's, this is just egregious. Uh, he has to get his control down. He has to, I think he needs like a phantom. IL stint like my is having right now. Just put him out for two, three weeks and just kind of bring him back. Let him tweak his stuff, get his head right. And yeah, I don't know if he's a buy low because this is more of, you know, a leap of faith than anything. Just like, there's no way. Right. 
<laughs> I, I, I'm trying to acquire him as like a throw-in right now, just to kind of even out the trade because, and I'll I'll probably scoop him up in this trade and not even start him until he gets it going. I mean, I have the luxury to do that because I have some good other starting pitching, but I, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this—a guy who's been really, really good for three years and then just completely loses it. I mean, I know the fastball is down a little, but it has ticked up here in the last couple of weeks. But like, he's just given up so, so many runs. I, I don't see it continuing because this guy really does have nasty stuff. So I like what you said, Kev. I don't think anyone has brought up, you know, maybe we get a phantom IL stint. You know, maybe he can get it right. Uh, but there's no way this is going to happen forever. I would not be surprised if come July, he has a nice like four or five start stretch where he's really, really good. Yeah. Well, there it is. Deary, do you want to say anybody else before we go? Was there any player that we didn't get to? Uh, it's funny. Uh, on my list, I had Meadows. I had Castillo. Um, oh, wow. You guys are in sync. Yeah, it's probably it. Um, I mean, Lindor is probably a hot name. Anthony Rendon, now that he's back. But, I mean, who knows if he's going to maybe be able to stay healthy. I, I just love the lineup he's in. With Lindor, I don't even know if you want to go after him because is that Mets lineup ever going to do anything? I just keep streaming whoever's pitching against the Mets, and it just keeps working. I did it with Gomber. I did it with Marquez today. I mean, the Mets are in serious trouble offensively. Yeah. Mets are bad. Well, they swept a doubleheader against the Rockies today, so good for the Mets. Coors. How many, how many did they yeah. score in the second game? They only scored one run in the first. They scored four, four runs in the second Ooh, game. Four to two. That's, like, that's more than the Tigers. <laughs> Look at you, Mets. Go. Hey, they're still in first place in that stupid-ass division, so say whatever you it. want. I don't get oh, it. Oh, my God. It's just... It's just mind-boggling, but I guess you got to give a lot of credit to weird Luis division. Rojas, the manager. Could be the manager of the year in the National League right now, and that division is weird. The Braves should be the best team. The Phillies will never be good because they're not. And by the way, Joe Girardi is now taking away all your abilities to understand any injury issues going forward. He's trying to be the next Belichick of baseball, apparently, by not telling you shit about his injured players, saying, oh, yeah, it's a coach's decision, manager's decision now. So that's going to get weird for a while, and I would probably like to watch. I know you said Alec Baum could bounce back. That's fine. That's a that's a good take. That's a smart take. But I'm actually thinking, like, I don't know if I want anything to do with Phillies players. If this is going to be, like, a team-wide thing for the rest of the year, I don't want to play mind games with whether my players are going to be healthy or not because I don't know the truth. I mean, you're not wrong. It's It feels, you know, like you mentioned Belichick with the uh, Patriots running backs were always a – they're <laughs> always starting? a frustrating – Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who's starting? So I guess, you know, that's – an app take but you know dd's out right now harper's out so the lineup's really rough in general but uh it's like if, he's not gonna like randomly bench guys it's just you know if they're on il they're on il what are you gonna do it's like you can't change anything about that as long as you're getting the games when they are healthy who cares yeah but if you don't know like if you're in weekly leagues and you don't yeah. know how long someone's gonna be out I, that's where i see it being a real problem if you got to set a lineup on monday and, and the guy that's could fair. be back on wednesday but they won't tell you that's just the risk where it depends if you're not going to dump Bryce Harper. I'm not saying that. It's just no. no. Who's the player? How important is that player to your team? And is it worth the time? Just yeah, I mean, like out. Machado was like injured the whole week, and then he's finally he's pinch hitting or something, and like you missed a whole half week of Machado because uh, he's had an injured to- shoulder. But it's like, oh, he's day to day, and you're like, okay, he's might as well put him on IL if he's out for like five days. But whatever, it sucks. <laughs> Need well, the two day IL. What didn't suck was this episode. Man, really enjoyed doing this. I'm so glad we got to do this. I definitely would love to do it again. And by the way, it technically is our 100th episode. We didn't even say that, but Kev. Woo, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah made- this is incredible. And Kev is our 100th guest. I will always remember this episode. Thanks for oh, joining yeah. us, Kev. Amazing. Thank you. 
thank you guys for having me. This is so much fun. Thank you. The Inquisition was a blast. I didn't realize that was a thing. I didn't even know what that was, but uh, yeah, it turned out to be uh, enjoyable. I'm glad I got to know you guys too. This is more than just fantasy baseball, and that's uh, something the community really needs. It's, you know, like I feel robotic when I talk on my podcast sometimes and other people's podcasts because it's all fantasy questions or sports questions. And sure. you know, it's like, oh, oh, where do you work and what? Like, what do you do? Who are you? It's like you can only give so much in a short time span, but. Well, yeah, you no, do a show you by yourself, again. too. I mean, you have guests on, but you are, if there's no guests, it's just you, right? I mean, I'm not like, going to talk for an hour and a half straight. That, <laughs> nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear me do that. Nobody wants to hear Deary do that. No, that's ridiculous. You're totally correct on that. But it's you've got a great voice. you got a good presence. So you're going to be fine. Keep doing what you're doing. I wouldn't tell you. If I didn't believe that, I'd just be like, well, it's been great having you on. Truthfully, <laughs> I don't even know. If, I mean, we'll have anybody on, but I also know <laughs> that you're a hot name. You're a sexy guy doing his thing with the mustache, <laughs> killing it right now. And Thank I'm you. excited. I'm excited about it. And in fact, what we've done, I'm not saying I'm not taking credit for it, but I do think doing that Inquisition, we've been doing that for a long time now, since last year, I think it's bred other people because Justin Mason started doing that like TGFBI pod where he got to know somebody beyond the baseball stuff. And even I think Nick Pollock uh, was doing something like that too, where it's like they're talking about other things. So I think that's a good thing. That's great. Let's get more of that. Let, we all know we like fantasy baseball. We all know who we want and who sucks. And we can talk about it because it's still a lot of fun. But there's a lot of stuff we can learn about each other. So that makes me feel good. That's a good note to go on on episode 100. We did it. Kev, give them the spiel. Say goodbye here. Tell people what you want them to know about you as we close out the show. I'm just going to give like kind of the profile spiel. It's like, okay, at Rotosurgeon, obviously the at's down there. Make sure to follow on Twitter. Uh, thanks again to everybody who tuned in and listened. Uh, I write for Rotoballer. I do podcasting with the operating room, as mentioned, ad nauseum on this pod. Uh, the game day as well. That's my new gig, I guess. I do a lot of sports betting and whatnot with the game day and kind of it's more futures bets. So the game day, mm. there's MLB, NFL, NBA, all of, all of that good stuff. And then is that a website, you know, all, thegameday.com? Or the is, game day is a website run uh, managing editors, Tim Heaney. I'm, sh- I'm not sure if you're, uh, oh, yeah, I've seen Tim. his name on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's verified. So shout out to Tim. But yeah, he's a fantastic editor. He's been, you know, yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, the game day is awesome. Make sure to go check out the game day as well. Uh, uh, Rotoballer for all of your fantasy sports needs. Again, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, MMA, video games, doesn't matter. Rotoballer's got it. Rotoballer YouTube page as well. Dozens of our great analysts putting out work on the weekly. Whatever you need, it's there in video form. And we have uh, Scott the King Angle. We have, you know, Eric Samolski putting out great work. I, I can go all day about the Rotoball page. Subscribe there. Like our videos. And again, thanks to everybody for tuning in. Hopefully, you guys got to know me a little better. I definitely got to know the hosts, Michael and Chris, a little better. And, you know, it's it's been an hour 45. I can't believe we've been doing this this long. It's probably my longest podcast ever. Kind of moves by pretty quickly, though. It doesn't go that slow. At yeah. least I didn't when think When you're having did, fun. When yes. you're having fun. Yeah. That's a lot. I'm going to check out the game. I didn't even know that website existed. I'm going to check out all that stuff. Uh, cool. We had Eric Samolski on the show last month or about six weeks ago. It was really great to get to know him. A New Yorker survived a volcano nightmare down in the Caribbean a while back. Crazy stuff. So check out all the old episodes. They're on the YouTube channel. They're on all the podcast feeds. Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's, of course. Palazzo Podcast. Utah. At Give me two. protonmail.com is our email if you choose to use that. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter, of course. That's where we hang out most of the time. At MJ Govier, G-O-V is in Victor I-E-R on Twitter is where I do all my independent business and cooperation with the Palazzo Podcast. He's C. Deary 1999, of course. That is not like the 
deer, the animal. It's like the dearly beloved man the deer is. Deary, we had a good show. Do you think it worked out all right? Yeah, this was great, Kev. Thanks for coming on. You are a busy, busy man, but I'm sure all the content you're putting out is fantastic. So thanks for coming on. Uh, I hope we get to do this again, hopefully later this summer. Looking forward to it, man. Like, I'm sure you guys will be on my pod eventually. Like, I have a couple guests lined up for the next week or two. But, yeah, I I might want you guys as a duo. This is a lot of fun. So I'll definitely have a uh, Palazzo Pod X The Operating Room episode coming out relatively shortly. So whenever you guys have a moment, I'm sure... I'm, I'm like, hopefully you guys are down to come on and that'll be maybe late June-ish. We'll, we'll see when we can get that. Of course. Yeah. Any, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a no-brainer. That's You don't have to think twice about that. We're always happy to do other people's podcasts because we get to know them better and we learn things about ourselves along the way. Perfect. And we hope you all have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. For those of you in Canada, I hope you enjoyed your Victoria weekend last weekend, but that's over now. It's our time. It's the U.S.'s time to shine. It's Memorial Day weekend. I'm Michael Govia. He's Chris Deary. That's Kev Mosserajian, and I hope you guys all had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Thank you to Kev. Make it a 100, baby. Catch you on the flip side. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, Surprise is on our side. <laughs> Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.